0: Welcome. Welcome. The show you're about to listen to is part of the Hopped Up Network's growing family of craft beer podcasts in the U.S. and Canada. Find this show and others like it at hoppedupnetwork.com, the spot
1: for informative and entertaining craft beer podcasts.
2: I got this. Okay. Ah! Uh, I got it. Okay. Uh, I got some beers.
3: Let's drink them, huh? Ah! Uh,
4: If you really want some film at 11, why don't you follow me down to the brewery? I'll tie a bowling ball to my ankle, dive in the vat of beer. I'll leave this world the same way I entered my marriage. Dead drunk! Hello? Want a beer? Hook it up! up.
2: Uh, Y'all heard? Take it from the top. One, two. Beer. This is how we do. it. My mic sound nice. Check one.
3: My mic sound nice. Check two. My mic sound nice. Check three. Are you ready?
4: That's cute. I remember
3: when I had my first beer.
4: You like party? Yeah? We can invite all our friends and have soda and pie. Yeah! I hope no bad people
2: My mic sounds nice, check
4: one. My mic sounds nice, check two. My mic
3: sounds nice, check three. My mic sounds nice, check four. My mic sounds nice, check five. My mic sounds nice,
5: check six. Are you ready? Do you want some of this milk?
2: I'd rather have a beer.
0: What do you guys give me if I kill that bird? Barbara, that's a bald
4: eagle. Get away, bald eagle! Yeah! Well, good evening.
3: Good evening, good evening. This is work with Mike, Pete, and Steve, I can't hear out of my right ear, so let's get right into it right now. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. We are live right now on GovsRadio.com. Also on our Facebook page, GovsRadio Channel, our YouTube page, GovsRadio Channel. All replays and everything will be available the upcoming week on the Hopped Up Network, on iTunes, on Spotify, and all the places where you can find your awesome podcasts. Also, of course, on the Hopped Up Network, the global podcast network of all things beer. Check them out, HoppedUpNetwork.com. Let's get into some sponsors Right the fuck now! Tonight we are sponsored by Brew Bag, my man Pots and Pans giving us the Brew Bags that we've been posting all uh, the last few weeks. Got a lot of good uh, experiences with the Brew Bag. We're talking beer pong, cornhole, guys, beer pong, awesome. cornhole, so much fun, good times, backyard games. Hashtag yard games and uh, check them out, BrewBag.com. If you want a discounted version of your Brew Bag, go on to our Instagram. And in our bio, there's a uh, link in our bio to a discounted version of the brew bag. Go ahead and click on that, and you will get, uh, I think it's like 10% off your order. So check it out, brewbag.com. Scott, you're the man, Scott. We really appreciate it. Yes. We're also tonight sponsored by VintageBeerClubShirt.com. VintageBeerClubShirt.com for all your vintage beer shirt needs. Great shirts that they have there. We went into a little bit of that over the last few weeks. Had a you know, some great experiences with the shirts, sent them out to our girls from last week or two weeks ago, basic girl yeah, beer yeah, review, Lee. brew review. They love them. Sent the uh, Cardinal one to St. Louis and I knew she would love it. Sent. Uh, there's Lee. What up, buddy? Uh, and then sent the Pacific one out to, um, to, to the, the kakalaka down there and uh, had a great time with them. So sent them. Thank you. Vintagecraftbeershirts.com club club Club.com. thank you
4: very much uh, go ahead stevie take it away with rosie's draft solutions we got uh, rosie's draft solutions uh they are a family-owned uh run and owned uh draft beer servicer and installer uh you have a professional restaurant bar brewery uh they will come clean your lines uh to the american brewers association certification Uh, They will also, if you need a system put in, they will install them. And you homebrewers out there, if you're looking for a kegerator or if you have a kegerator, they will service that. They'll get it up running, freaking clean as can be, so that beer tastes wonderful. And if you don't have one, they will get you one and set it up in your place. Along, if you want to do a little social distancing, a little party, uh, they do have jockey boxes that they can set up for you uh, that you can rent uh, for any parties. Uh, and again, that's rosiesdraftsolution.com. You can reach Matt. Uh, and Nick is the man you want to talk to. And tell him uh, the works with Mike, Pete, and Steve Sanchez you and you're
3: going to receive 10% off your service order. I think there's even a, a percentage off your hardware order. So give him a try there. Uh, Rosie's Draft solutions.com last few ones here let's wrap it up we have uh, of course tavor tavor beer ship right to your door go to tavor.com type in the promo code work wrt and get a percentage off your order we're also sponsored by brewers hardware thank you very much brewers hardware for everything that you do for the industry and uh everything that you gave to us that we give directly back to our brewer guests along the way go to brewers hardware for all your uh, large capacity or small home brewing needs Brewershardware.com. I wish we were sponsored by dog treats right now, because that is an awesome dog. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's get Oh, polished. look at
0: that good boy.
5: Yes.
3: <laughs> um, and we are finally also sponsored by Taphandles.com. Go to taphandles.com for your custom-made tap handles. Uh, I'm a shout- out to a little Jeff Hartwell over at Hartwell Woodshop in the heart of Patchog, Long Island. And tonight, we are excited because we have lots of things that we did over the last few days and or a few weeks that we want to bring to you guys and your audience. But first, let me introduce who we got going on today in our virtual studio down below to my bottom left in the Brady Bunch rules. I think they would be, uh, who's the girl? Who's the Jan? It'll be Jan. Jan, uh, it is, is Dave. Dave from The Craft, a uh, Rhode Island uh, craft beer film uh, that is out on, uh, I believe it's on Amazon and all the, uh, I guess, Pay as you go uh, or pay per view level streaming services,
1: mm-hmm. right? Correct? Yeah, that's, that's correct. Yes. And we're going to talk uh, a lot
3: about uh, your experiences with what was uh, going on during the filming. And then uh, right before the show started, you said you're considering the pre production of the sequel. So that's going to be interesting. And so much probably has happened even since you filmed it that mm-hmm. now it's a whole new film. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, absolutely. we to be talking to Dave. And then, of course, our man Lee that we spent the weekend with. What's going on, buddy?
2: Threw some beer, buddy. Let's, yeah. Uh, beer, right? <laughs> I
3: mean, it was awesome. So, Lee from Hopsters up in uh, the seaport of Boston. Um, but also, they have a production facility in, I'm going to say Newton. But people say do, do say Newtown, which doesn't make any sense. It's Newton. Newton.
4: Yeah, Newton,
3: Mass. It's Newton, the home
2: yes. of the, uh,
3: you know, the big uh, Newton. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it, is, is, is it, really, it really is, right?
2: Yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> I prefer yeah.
0: the raspberry ones. They're delicious.
3: <laughs> they are, they are the better one. <laughs> Strawberry's good too. Don't forget about strawberry. But Lee's Fair. gonna uh t- uh kind of talk about uh as well as we will uh, our experience with our brewing session that we had this past weekend, as well as all the beers that Hopsters uh offers and makes uh the brew pub the 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 whole kit and caboodle we're gonna go over. So Lee, thanks oh. a lot for uh, spending some time with us. And I know you got to get out of here because uh you know. I we, yeah, we all probably want to get out of here. Although for Pete, it's an escape for me. Uh if you saw during the intro, my daughter came down and automatically is asking me to go do stuff. And I go, You know better. There's a two hour window, you You think know. that you
0: think they would know better. No, they would not. Yet they never do.
3: It doesn't matter to them. They, this is insignificant to them. It means nothing. And uh, It depends uh, how,
2: how much time Rock can give me.
3: That's true. Well, sure. I would I would love to rub a little whiskey on their gums so they get on my level for a few minutes. And then we start like talking like real talk. <laughs> Just light a fire and, and, and have some real conversations.
2: There
3: you go. Uh, so, Lee, um, while I w- quickly walk away and and just beat my children, um, give us a little background on the entire Hopsters uh, you know, story, the history here, because uh, even on the can that I took home today, I had it before when I held it up, um, it gave a brief history of kind of where it all started and, and what your goals and, and focuses are. Give us a, a little bit of background about the brewery and tell us all the, the good stuff that goes along with that because we have a lot of great interesting factoids to go along with that.
2: Okay. As long as if I talk too much, you're gonna cut me up, okay? No,
3: nah, it's <laughs> listen. You know, what's great about the zoom is you'll just keep talking, you'll never know we even uh started talking. Okay. And it's so it's so easy to stumble on each other on this. It's it's hysterical. But we'll try our best.
2: Yeah. So you know the uh absolutely I'm from England. I was you know brewing my own, you know, I go to England, brew these great, you know like uh English bitters and whatnot, and, um, you know, uh, I uh, found these places where you can brew your own beer, you know, like, uh, they were big in uh, Canada, and big in, uh, even in, like, uh, in in Massachusetts, you could go, you could brew your own beer, you could brew, like, you know, six cases of your own beer, and you could do it in, like, it it was, like, it was kind of big in, like, the, uh, it was big in, like, the 90s, when, like, craft beer was kind of, you know, uh, is, off it's off off. Yeah. So, absolutely. So, um, so what basically you know, I saw these places where you could brew your own beer. And I said, Listen, wouldn't it be great if you go brew your own beer, but you could also actually <laughs> drink beer and you could eat <laughs> food and all that great stuff, right? So Yep, we yeah, we did all those. Check those boxes. Yeah, yep. Off. yep. <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. You, you know, and so yeah, exactly. So um, basically, yeah, that's how our hops is started. We started in 2013. I was basically like, well, you know, can, do I op- want to open up a brewery? Do no, because everyone's doing that in 2013. Little that I know, but a lot more people doing that in 14 and 15. But ultimately, you know, we started in 2013. We you could come in, you could brew your own beer, you could eat, you could drink, and we were rocking, and it was a fun experience. If we were all about, how do you brew beer? Like, you know, because people are like getting, this beer is great, this beer is not great. Da, da, da. So it's like, well, we can basically open up a location where people can brew beer and experience that and learn about brewing beer and what yeast does and malt, and so, uh, you know, Forty thousand, you know, people later, you know, and you know, seven years later, here we are, you know, still brewing with people, and uh, so that's kind of like so. We didn't open up a pure brewery. We didn't open up a brew pub. We opened up a place where you could brew beer and drink and eat, but um, but that was the goal for us, and we did great. Ultimately, you know. So I I want to give a quick
3: shout out to your your guy Henry, who really is an excellent. Informational uh, resource for everything along the way. He really was very explanatory in all of the steps as we go along. Um, I know, Steve. You know, obviously as a brewer, Steve, you you you're like I, I know, I know. But for Pete and I, um, you know, it's interesting to just watch him go through it uh, and talk about it. Uh, the bigger thing to me, which was very interesting, and you know, I know the boil and I know all that stuff, but all the exchanges because that is always something that's lost on people is moving it from one tank to another, moving it from a fermentation tank to a uh, bright tank or, or back and forth or whatever it is. Um, so I mean, that was the interesting part because that's where a lot of like the machinery, the electronics, the, the piping, that stuff that kind of you know, doesn't uh, sit with people. They just see you know, the glamorous pouring of the grain, if that's really glamorous, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or the adding was, of the dry like, hop.
2: Absolutely. That was what's great about hops is like you could come in, And whether you're a beer critic or you, you know, uh, you're untapped or whatever it is, come in and like figure out how to brew beer. You know, you you can't be a beer critic, but not know how beer is made. I think you can. Those are the the worst ones. Yes. No, they
3: exist. They should (laughs) exist.
2: And so we have people come in and like, oh, I want to brew a New England IPA. Do you know how it is to brew a New England IPA? Like, you just can't come in and do that.
0: Do you know how good it is, how hard it is to brew a good New England IPA? Well, yeah.
3: Anyone you do it. And we could just take a reservation. It's the holding that matters. The holding. Yeah. You yeah. would be willy-nilly. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the The cool thing was the way it's set up, and for people that uh, have not been there or want to go online and, and check it out. So when you walk in, you know, the front of the part, you have your bar, you have your restaurant tables. Uh, obviously, it looks a little different now in the uh, COVID uh, era. But, I mean, it looked like a traditional nice bar, craft bar with your restaurant. And then once you go up the stairs, shit gets real because then you have the entire brewing area. You have your ingredient area. You have your malting area. Then you have your brewing area. And that's where, you know, I I think definitely separates you out. I know when we first found out about you, it was because Steve ate there just randomly (laughs) and went. What what the hell's going on up there? Yeah. So tell us, I mean, you did everything at once. You wanted to do the brewery, the the, the brew pub, and the self brewing process all at one time.
2: Yeah, I mean that's what's that's what's great about the uh, Hopses experience is you know because what we want to do is we want to cr- the whole mission of Hopses was to create the, the craft beer experience where you could understand what it means to make beer. Right. So, just, like we said, there's a lot of people like, oh, this beer is Malty. This beer is Hoppy. Well, we had people coming in who love craft beer, but they were like, they, they've never seen hops before. So they're like, oh, what's that rabbit food? Like, no, that's a hop, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And <laughs> so we would be like, okay, so smell this hop. Uh, this is a grassy English, you know, Fuggles beer that is great in a bitter or great in a stout. And then try these hops. This is a hop that's aromatic, it's mosaic, it's craft, it's um, citra, and and that's a beer that you would, uh, you know, put in a New England style IPA or a, you know, citrusy IPA. So it was really nice to to be able to, like, have that experience with people so that they actually knew what went into brewing beer. Because when I started, I'm like, I'm an Englishman, I got into home brewing because I wanted I wanted to brew beer that I like to drink and I was living in the United States but people like <laughs> I live here beer every or day they don't know what goes into it right how crazy is that and that's something that I experienced too like I'm like Jesus Christ I'm like what the fuck like I'm like I drink beer every day do I know how it's made absolutely not do I know what goes <laughs> into it no but I drink it every day that's kind of <laughs> crazy right come on and that's why you know we you know we uh, open hopsters to give people that experience of what goes into the beer. I tell you, what was, what, what was
4: yeah, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, what, what was pretty good, uh, cool with it. Well, and we saw all the people that were waiting uh, to go up and do their brew session. What was great was well, you were able to sit, have something to eat. Food was really, I mean, food was, was great. great. Dude, that well, roasted
3: cauliflower, uh, I, I, I didn't even realize fried chicken, ordering. Good I think shit. you guys ordered the roasted cauliflower. I didn't order it. You ordered it, and I tasted it. I went, what What the hell is this? Where did this come from? And by the way, had roasted cauliflower tonight because I wanted it again.
4: There yeah. you go. <laughs> and, and, you know, while we're there eating, then we were obviously trying uh, the different beers that you guys uh, brew at the other facility. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the overall experience and the staff was, I mean, from – the first few people that we met, uh, you know, uh, from Chelsea and then meeting yourself and Henry and, and our waitress. What a, what a great experience, man. You, you really uh, hit on something that I hope a lot more people hear this and, and they'll show up because it's a great time. It yeah, seems great. like
0: the, the perfect idea for like a bachelor party, go up there, you know, do, you know, make a beer or two and then serve them at the wedding or something. It seems like, uh,
3: you, now, yeah, you think
0: before of it, the it, debauchery, it seems it like a perfect perfect
2: stop. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a lot of people right now with the debauchery, right? So we get emails every day like, hey, I want to come in. I got 40 guys coming in. We're going to brew beer. <laughs> I'm like, hey, hey hold the phone. <laughs> yeah, like COVID. <laughs> Slim that down. You can't do that right now. You know what I mean? So, But prior to COVID, yeah. I mean, we do corporate events. You know, we do like a bunch of guys coming in. They wanted to brew beer for the, uh, for the bachelor party like hey i'm getting married up in maine and i want to brew my beer for the you know i'm a home brewer, but you know my wife won't let me brew that much beer in the kitchen
3: (laughs) or we we, i mean technically we couldn't do any of that here without one of those you know three tank systems with the uh uh, natural gas burner and all that there's no way we'd have the the supply and the the space in our homes so it actually is just really nice that like well uh sorry steve might Uh, But well, you do. I saw it outside. I saw it outside. It's not fully together, but it's out there. It's out there. Um, But I mean, that's it. Uh, My my biggest thing was the amount of possible recipes that you can choose from. Lee, that was was really cool because, you know, we were searching through looking through after we talked about this a few weeks ago and we wanted to do it it was actually hard to kind of settle on the recipes we did because there were so many and we like so many of the styles that you offer. Where did uh, these recipes kind of come from? How did you get that book, that that magical Bible that just opens up and tells you everything?
2: No, uh, well, you know, that's a secret sauce right there, right? So you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but ultimately, absolutely, yeah. I mean, so there's a lot of people like you guys, you know, you, you, know, you, you came in and you guys knew what you wanted to brew. You were very like, this is what I want to do. This is what I wanted to say ta- Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all Steve. We brought <laughs> <That's> our hops. <house. laughs> we brought our own <laughs> hops. <house. laughs> Steve, like, yeah. Like, Steve was like, this is what I want to do. This is what I wanted to taste like. So we get a lot of people like Steve, you know. But we also get a lot of people who have never brewed beer before, right? So, um, so <laughs> <That's> basically, like- <laughs> our mantra is, come in. We've got 30 recipes. You want a new style IPA? You want a West Coast IPA? You want a brown ale? You want a... You know, whatever you want to do, like we have the recipes. But- I, I like
0: that the, the uh, a lot. The recipes range from like your your basic type of beer, like a blonde, to bourbon. You know, bourbon aged stouts to belt you know the Belgian styles, uh, doubles, triples, and and even a quad
3: black uh, IPA. I thought the, the var-
0: black IPA, which is I, you know, I not, not the IPAs. most. Uh, well-known style by uh, so i thought it was really cool
5: there's plenty, plenty we'll the for
3: every I, the I, Lee, i smart. had to fight them i had to fight them hard to try to get it i, d- I yeah. did not win but the two we settled on i wouldn't say sell the two we all agreed on were really yeah. good i I'm, I'm happy with what we ended up doing we'll, uh, we'll make big announcements later
2: do, right but that's the great thing about what we do so like if we have somebody like steve who knows beer, well but like steve like He brought, you guys brought your own hops. You had an idea of what you wanted to brew. And that's great. We love that. Um, There's a lot of people that don't know any, you know, they're like, listen, I'll come in. You know, my girlfriend knew I love beer and she bought me this gift card. So I'm coming in to brew beer. And, you know, and so, you know, we'll create a recipe. The only thing that we say, and this is is something important for you guys, right? Mm. If you go off the recipe, like if you go off the reservation, like Steve did. We can't guarantee what that's going to taste. Like, <laughs> all right? We know what it's going to taste like if you stick to our recipes.
3: We uh, well, fair. Steve actually did um, the, the the hard research on finding the exact amounts that would go well with other recipes he's had. So I, I'm going to put my confidence at least in the, the hop uh, amount for the, the American wheat that we did. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, the Oktoberfest we left as is. So we're, we should be pretty... Pretty solid with that and we're excited for the uh, both styles. Uh, one, we all really do like American Wheats. We kind of have our influences from uh, Three Floyds that we had, uh, the Gumball, the American Wheat, which was, you know, delicious. And then we all do enjoy actually Sam Oktoberfest in one form or another and many other Oktoberfests as well. So besides that, it's just been one of those easy ones that were like, by the time it's done, it's going to be September, late September we will definitely want to have Oktoberfest coming in. Except in for
4: that one we had later in the night. Uh, you know, I think
0: that just validates the reason for never having an Oktoberfest prior to Labor Day. Good call. That just yeah settles that.
3: Yeah, we had a bad experience, Lee. Uh, and Dave, I don't know if you had this, but we went into a uh, restaurant in, in the city. wasn't yours, Lee. And uh, had dinner after we had lunch at Hopsters. Uh, and we all ordered an Oktoberfest after mm-hmm. brewing the Oktoberfest. And none of us were all too happy with that. And it's a terrible. good, it's well, a well-known brewery. It's not like one of those rinky-dink, you know, like yeah, you know, three-barrel system uh, microbrews. No, this was a, a really well-known name, and we were n- not too thrilled with it.
4: And it cost an arm a leg for it, which was for no reason, yeah, for
3: ten five bucks point, for a
1: can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no comment on on that. Yeah, um, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I
3: don't, I don't think it was from your state, but hold on, <laughs> I, I, I could check. I forget
1: i guess no, no, I think they're from not,
3: massachusetts yeah it is from massachusetts yeah i
1: don't think there's uh, a ton of octoberfests that have been done yet in rhode island as far as i know there's been a couple but um none of them cost ten dollars and uh, <laughs> uh and they're all pretty good and um but i actually i'm also a, a fan of the it's almost like a, a a rite of of spring even though it's fall i guess of uh of having a sam Oktoberfest. um you know whenever the season rolls around you know it's it's I haven't been drinking as much, Sam, lately, but um, but that is one that once it comes around, I, I grab one.
5: For yeah, sure. you got it. I look
1: forward to that, that all year, man. Yep, yep. I love their October Absolutely. Malty and delicious. Yeah, I'm actually just reading uh, Jim Cook's uh, book, uh, what uh, Quencher Thirst. So, uh, just started just started reading it um, a few days ago. So, I, I wish cool. he did
3: the audio version of it, like an audio book of it. Like, oh, he
1: had. There is one. There's one. He does on it? uh Yeah, there is oh, one available. God. I ended up. I like. I like to actually hold the books, but. Yeah, his, and he reads it, by the way, yes, too. Yes, I so, want him to read it. Yeah, That's what I'm yeah. saying. His voice could put me right to sleep. Like, exactly. it's so, <laughs> so, so soothing. He's so interesting, though. And, uh, uh, you know, maybe I'll get a chance to meet him someday. Who knows?
3: Uh, Lee, you guys have a, um, a very uh, good spot in a nice area. We really enjoyed the entire Seaport District in Boston. I haven't spent too much time there in the last few years. It's really gotten built up. It's even more so now. Lot of new uh, retail, a lot of new residential. Um, so you really have a, a good thing going, but you do have a big rival, a big rival in Trillium within. Ahead of them, who are they? Devin- <laughs> Who's those? <that? laughs> so I, I, I want to get to the because uh, I'm going to crack open the IPA uh, from Hopsters. I want to get to the the story that's on the can because it says you pride yourself on your New England. How do you? And obviously, you know, you're going to be a, a very very loyal to your brand but how did that experience go when Trillium opened up in Fort Point and now you had a a, a big boy to kind of bout with at this point
2: yeah and that's a great question and um and it you know it's hard you know Trillium uh you know one of the you know I know those guys right you know uh, Esther and uh you know those guys uh they're great people and they Produced a great product, and um, and you know, you know, we uh, we opened them the Seaport. The Seaport was almost, uh, I mean, because those guys opened up a uh, location, you know, in uh, Fort Point in the Seaport uh, mm-hmm. back in 2013, and it was basically just, you know, you go and get crolophils, but you yep. could sit there, you can drink, da, 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 da. Yep. and they opened up, you know, their brewery in Canton. And then they opened up their place next, you know, next to Woz and You know what I mean? It's like, you know, all, you know, rising tides, you That's know, true. rise, you know, raise all boats. You know what I mean? It's it's hard because you got the Trillium effect, right? Because, you know, you get a lot of, you know, I don't know if I can drop an F-bomb here, but you got the sure. is right. And, you know, <laughs> like, Trillium is this and this. But we got Treehouse too, you know, we got Treehouse, you know, and then we've got, you know, uh, alchemist and all those people, right? So there is a um there is a um you know there is a a a a, a gravitas for craft beer aficionados. They want to go to Treehouse, they want to go to Trillium and um and you know And they
0: they want to try the other breweries that are in the area. That is true. Which is yeah. which is good for those, you know, those those guys that are starting out or you know, yeah. for everyone there, just for uh for the guys that always want to try something new. So Yeah,
2: absolutely. I mean we have a uh, Harpoon, you know, they're also there. They harpoon with it before everybody,
0: right? Yep. So yep. Uh, we visited them as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it's um it's come one, come all and uh and uh, you know, I love those guys. They I mean they are you know, that's the trillium effect. You 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 know, you're not gonna you know you you can't fight that. I mean, like it's, you know, And they're not going
3: to, and especially now, they can't retain people for more than an hour or two. So what do you do with the other 14 hours of your day? You <laughs> go to the next one and you make a reservation at Harpoon and then you go over to dinner and then you go back over to Hosters, And then, yeah, yeah, you, you kind of. It,
2: it is true. And, you know, we see people like, you know, we we see people walking down uh, Seaport Boulevard with, you know, two cases that, you know, freaking, you know, uh, um, they're, uh, you know, they're you know that you know they're doing IPAs and it's yes. great and they're doing great stuff and and uh, but you know what it's it's like anything you know you you it's there's enough for everybody and those guys are great and 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 they're awesome and you know we've been doing you know we've been on Newtonian we, you know we've been up here for four or five years you know yep. oh. and we spend a lot yeah absolutely. And we spend a lot of time on the water chemistry, on on, on the hops, on the double dry hopping, uh, you know. And and you know, every day it, it's you know, how can we master that beer? It's hard, you know. We every day we got to get we got to get better with that double dry hop New England IPA. It's you know. One of
3: the things it says right on the can, like I was mentioning before, is you continually experiment with new hop flavors to brew the freshest, most accessible New England. They want you don't brew in huge batches. No, brew in smaller batches so it stays fresh, sells out. You got a new one two weeks later, ready to go. So it's yeah. We
2: dropped fresh. absolutely, absolutely. We dropped off. You know, we have uh, we dropped off new to into our distributor today. Just to pilot. It. You know, I mean, we, you know, we brew it, we can it, and they pick it up because you know um, what's going on, obviously, you know, with COVID, right? So our distributors don't want to hold a significant amount no. of inventory, mm-hmm. right? So we have to brew it they pick it up and they take it and you know, we're not making, you know, we're, it's like anything, you know, it's uh, it's a labor of love and, and uh, <laughs> you know, double dry hop, we got, we got citrus contracts, we got mosaic contracts and, and uh, you know, when, you know, obviously at the brew pub, you know, we sell like, we sell a you know, pint of uh, new, Newtonian at the brew pub and that's, you know, we get eight bucks, you know, we sell a can, to the, you know, fall back to, um, you know, the distributor, and we get $6, right? So, you know, but we've had to um, move over to a distribution because obviously the two brew pubs in Newton and in the Seaport, you know, we're doing 20% of sales that we did pre COVID, right? right. Mm-hmm. So we were doing like, you know, $80,000 a week in beer sales in the Seaport, and now we're doing like maybe, you know, $4,000. Right. So we have to switch
5: and we
2: just do what we just do what we have to do to survive. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, but you know, we, luckily we have a canning machine and we can it and it's fresh, you know, and, and we send it out and, um, you know, and sometimes the canning machine goes down and (laughs) like today, you know, we, uh, we always goes down.
3: That's what we've come to. Oh yeah. It's inevitably going down that day.
2: Oh my God. Yeah. So like literally (laughs) like today, like we were canning uh, two pallets—a pallet of Newtonian and a pallet of Juicy Fruit—and we're having problems with the canning line, you know. And so we have to shut it down, and we said to Jupiter, we said to the distributor, "You got to come in a couple of days because, like, we're down, and we want to make sure the beer is great." And that, but as a small craft brewer, that's the kind of things you have to deal with, you know. Every yeah, day, right I, on people, it. I don't think people get that. You know, you go to the liquor store and there's the fall pack. You as a craft brewer, you don't see all the challenges that go into creating that fallback. Uh um, how
3: much of that was actually involved in and in the on the sweat and the heartbreak and the raking of grain out and all that stuff.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. That brings me yeah. to a good
3: question because we you mentioned Newton uh, Newton a few times. Let's talk about that facility because we saw the uh the seaport facility. Give us a little overview of what the the Newton facility looks like. What do you guys have for equipment in there? How are you guys uh, work in the a tasting
2: room or a brew pub section
3: there? What is, what is it all made up of?
2: So basically, we have a 10-barrel system in, the, in, in Newton. And um, so pre-COVID, you know, we would produce $30,000 worth of beer a week. That would get sent down to Seaport. Yes. People would drink it at $8 a pint. And then COVID happened and we shut down completely. Um but what we did, we had a canning line and so we pivoted. You know, that's the famous word, right? Pivot. Yep. pivot Everybody
3: right? was pivoting. We're like pivoting. a basketball player in the
0: Yeah, eighth yeah. Eighth. right. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and then the SLA shuts down some of the guys that were traveling.
4: <laughs>
2: yes. <laughs> So you know we're lucky we had a you know you know a couple of years ago I dropped sixty grand on this little three head counting machine right you can't believe this thing's sixty grand like you look at it you're like (laughs) really that's sixty grand like what the hell like you know but yeah that's what it is so um, so we've been basically uh, brewing beer double dry hop Newtonia we have a Comet Citra Comet Mosaic and we have our uh, juicy fruit. And basically, what we do is, you know, we brew the beer, we can it, and we send it off to the distributor. 10 barrel system. But, um, you know, we were dropping 80 grand a week in beer sales. We're doing like. That's a big hit. Like,
3: That's a big hit.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're doing like maybe like five or six now, you know? Mm. So, you know, but, you know, because nobody's going to bars right now, right? So, right. and every brewery had a tap room. Now that's what they were counting on when they, you know, hey, go to the bank. You're like, hey, give me, uh, give me two hundred grand. Sure, we'll give you two hundred grand, and that's what you gotta pay every month back. This is, but well, that two hundred grand is based on you selling thirty grand a week, you know, in, right. uh, in your spot, right? So when, so now we're, you know, but now we're okay, you know, we're brewing beer, we're canning it, and we're sending off to the distributor. But and a full your- pack, good, yeah, but a full pack of beer. The so distributor is gonna be you know i get uh you know fifteen dollars. what if okay. I sell it you know through the bar, then you know you're talking a lot more so well i I will say talking. this
3: and one of the experiences we all were talking about while being up there we uh, i took beer to go very uh uh well priced compared to some other places we'll say. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh, you we went, went
5: to Trillium? Did you like? We did. Of course, we did.
3: We're beer whores. of course we did. Yeah. Really. <laughs> and, and we took orders for people back home too. So yes, we oh, did. Okay. Um, no, and then we went to a a local uh, like bottle shop. Actually, a few of them, and we're just amazed that you know when you talk about some of the other brands that are out there that are sought after, um, they weren't trying to bang you over the head like a lot of the other ones are. So I, I, it fell in line to a very affordable range. Now, down here, um, I find there's more that are like that big boy. Plus, we're in New York, Long Island, very expensive place to live, blah, blah, blah. But it, it's, it's almost like $20 a four-pack is a commonality. There's only a, a very small minority that are not that. We mm-hmm. were talking about that on the drive home going, well, this place brews phenomenal beer, and I can find a four-pack for $16. That's, that's what you want, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, oh, I'm it's, I'm heading down to, a new, I'm heading
2: down to log out of it right <laughs> the
3: go. yeah. go. <laughs> They got a, I'll, I'll mention it right now. Our boys over at barrier, man, barrier does phenomenal, uh, IPAs, well-known overseas, everything just very affordable four packs, you know, and, and we were talking about
0: for some of their stuff.
3: Yeah. It's a $10 Pilsner 14 bucks for
0: their, for their yeah. flagship IPA. Yep.
3: Yeah. Good money. And then uh, they had a $4 uh, bomber. And uh, Was it bomber or was it 22? Uh,
0: uh, it was a 22-ounce.
3: 22 saison, 22 $4. Uh, fan wax wax sealed, and it was delicious. I mean, that's affordability, where you're talking about craft beer. Crap beer. And, yeah. and, and we saw a lot of that up by you, besides the one we all know we're talking about that would bang you over the head. And we, really, and we went to Jack's Sabby on the way home, right? So- You know Jack's Abbey is like the affordability of affordability of craft beer. I mean, $14 for a six-pack of 16-ounce cans. It's like,
2: what is this? Yes.
3: I mean, what people
2: don't understand is is when it comes to brewing a New England IPA, right? So, you know, we're putting in citra hops. We're putting in, uh, you know, like a bag of citra hops is like a steak. It's like a $15. It's like prime. It's buying a prime steak for a pound of um, citra hops it's $15 and we have a contract. So like we get it to best, you know, best value. But one thing that people don't realize when you're doing a double dry hopped beer and and you're getting, you know, the uh, New England, you know, London ale three yeast, you know, that's for us. That's expensive. I mean, people don't realize when you're double dry hopping a beer, not like I could, I could make you a brown ale tomorrow i could give you that five dollars a pint we could do it in five you know we could do it in seven days nice english style malt you know you know mars otter it'd be great you get a nice fuggles you know that that would cost me like yeah exactly right that would cost me like next to nothing but if you want a double dry hop new england ipa it's got the pillowy mouthfeel. feel. We're putting in so much chemicals into the water. All the yeah, flaked wheat. Chem- <laughs> Say that again. All the flaked wheat. All the yeah, the flake liver It's the hops. The hops are going to kill you. Yeah. It's so expensive. It's you know. it's and they like have to contract that weight. out.
3: I mean, you got to <laughs> pretty much request that months out in order to keep years and and, and oh, a, yeah. a years out, years. right? And then and then have to. You have to buy that amount then. If you say I need, you know, 40, uh, let's say 40 pounds or even a ton of it, you're, you're going to have to get that. You can't back down on that at that point. Oh,
2: yeah. So basically, you know, we have like a yeah, hub contract. So we had we got, last year, we got from PSG, we got, uh, I think we got something like uh, $40,000 worth of Citra. Right? Jeez. And we figured we'd get through that Citra, Citra in a year. A lot of stuff. $15 a pound, it's like $40,000 and that's a contract. So they buy that, da, 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 da. but if you don't use that, they start charging you to hold out. Yep. That. That's yep. crazy. Yeah. It's, you know,
3: so. Well, cause they think they could just sell to somebody else if you're not going to use it. So they're going to give you that real estate for the holding knowing that you ha- you're going to use it because you don't want to give it up.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And so maybe we'll get lucky like, and obviously COVID so we weren't brewing as much beer so we've got all this Citra and, you know, we'll, maybe we can sell it on the, on the, uh, you know, the open market yep. come, you know, September, you know, uh, you know, September time, mm-hmm. September, you know, September, October, when everyone can't get their hands on it. Um, but and, and the same with Mosaic, you know what I mean? So basically, like. So we got a big hop contract last year. We had a bunch of it left over, so we were able to sell it on the open market and get our money back, right? Um, but with COVID right now, you know, I don't know what's, you know, I got, a th- I got you know, 2,000 pounds worth of, uh, you know, uh, Citra. So what are we going to do with that uh, come, you know, the end of the year?
3: And there are enough people they start charging
2: you for holding it for them? You know, are so, there enough
3: people yeah. in around the area, the local area, that could use it, or how big are their contracts? So it all, I guess, it depends regionally too. You don't want to have to then ship it yourself to Florida. I mean, that would cost you an arm and a leg as well. And you're not going but to. Get I, I know you
2: guys love to homebrew, so I'm I'm happy to sell. Steve. <laughs> but I, Steve, you got 150 grand. I, I'll drop <laughs> you thousand pounds worth of Citra tomorrow. He fill <laughs> his garage
3: at Citra. <laughs> I know Dave's got an unfinished basement. He can really store it down there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think we could, uh, yeah, Lee, maybe you can send some to, uh, to the Southern part of Rhode Island. I think I'll, uh, <laughs> put it right on
3: the it. treadmill. It'd yeah, that's good. right.
1: I'll put it on the treadmill. <laughs> I, I don't use. And, uh, yeah, I'll have to take out a home equity line to pay for it. But take, that's a, yes. okay.
3: <laughs> you can borrow it against your house and then you that's could right. <laughs> sell it to, uh, other home brewers. And now we got like a, a black
1: market for Citra. There we go. That's, there I is. think that's exactly what we should do. And then we'll all get busted by
3: the federal government for shipping over state lines and doing right. all the illegal things of, of flowering <laughs> without contracts. That'd be crazy. Lee, the, um, the interesting part about that is uh, you know, you had 10 barrels. You have, you know, uh, uh, like I said, a, it's a relatively small system compared to some of the big boys up there. Absolutely. So you, you guys are turning and burning. What else uh, besides that Newtonian, the New England I'm drinking, by the way, delicious, definitely feel the mango and the grapefruit, which is awesome. Um, You know, what else is locked into you? My my video died, so I'll get that back up. But what else is in your repertoire right now that you guys are brewing over and over and over again that's uh, becoming a big seller? What are those big sellers for you?
2: Great question. Well, you know, I I talk to my distributors every day, and I'm like, guys, um, I got this idea. I got this Pilsner that I want to sell to you. I got this... um, you know, I got this great, um, you know, brown ale. They're like, Lee, nobody under the age of 32 <laughs> wants to drink anything but a freaking New England style IPA. It's true. So, you know, Craft Brewers Guild, uh, our distributors, love them to death. They're great guys. We're all fighting right now. and uh, But they're, they're not going to take anything from me but a New England style IPA. Okay. I like, Lee, like, forget about it. So we've got to be creative within that. Within that brand, right? So right now, uh, what we're sending out is that we got a something called a you know a um, what the hell is this beer called? Now that we got, I remember, I remember. But it's basically a a new New Zealand style New England IPA. Okay, Ah. called Kiora. It's called Kiora, and in Maori, I don't know if you guys know Maori. I'm sure you do.
0: I know, I know a band that sings in Maori.
2: But in Maori, kiori means be well. So we have a uh, New England style uh, IPA that's done with, uh, um, um, you know, um, hops from uh, that part of the world. And um, but you know they say to me, to my salespeople, like, listen, we will take that beer from you. It's a New England style IPA. Given, okay, it's a uh, you know New Zealand New England style IPA. So we'll take that, but. You have to sell that lot fast, so you have to go and get pre-sales. Right. So the so the so the uh, distributors are like Lee, we will take that, we will buy that from you. Not a problem. We'll take a pilot of that. We'll take seventy-two cases, but you have to pre-sell twenty cases right now, and we're okay. not going to take it. So is I got. That, my... Is that a
3: typical deal that that the distributors do? Is that something that you would hear often, or for, is that, for that just the small convinced? guys like
2: us? You know, because like Allagash is like. You know, all the guys are like, "Oh yeah, we got this. Oh, we'll take it. We we'll love you guys, right?" But for the smaller <laughs> guys like me, right, we got to play. You know, we yeah. got to we got to play the game. So, so I said to them, "I'm like, listen, I got we got a Kiora. It's an amazing, you know, New Zealand style New England IPA. But we got a pre sell so we got to pre sell twenty cases, and they will take seventy two. So that's kind of where we are right now. You know, with that piece. And is that we, easy
3: to do? Have you have you? done that before is that going to be a tough sell or is that something that you think will just go right out not not because of the beer or anything but just because of what it is
2: well it's all about the relationships in the micro market right so in you know east boston people know us i got my girl she's like banging out every day. She's visiting like 20 accounts a day nice and she's like hey i got kiara it's you know you're gonna love it these great new zealand hops we're gonna get it out to you so, uh, buy a case. They're like, okay, we'll take a case. So, then she's like, listen, I got 20 cases. So, you got to have a sales
5: pass, right?
2: Good. So, she'll go out there and sell it. But like a lot of small breweries, you know, they don't have a full-time pass, you know? Right. So, and, um, but they'll take it. It's, it's all about relationships right now. It's almost, you know. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, if it's not a new England style, double IPA, hop bomb, pillowy mouthfeel, you know it's hard to sell it you know it, it, so everyone's going after the new england ipa like now if you had
3: was, you had your choice like you had a say in it what other beer outside of those ipas would you say would kill it if it wasn't such an ipa heavy industry right now
2: oh my god like so I've, like, i'm an englishman i was born in england from I'm North.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> never thought that right so i have spent like 6 years like with my brew with my brewers homing in uh it's called englishman it's a english bitter it's an english pale ale and we've spent so much time with the water chemistry with the malts just dialing that down for me (laughs) (laughs) because you know if i'm gonna open a brewery right i'm like i want the beer that i want to drink at least
4: would you would you uh your, your water chemistry were you trying to go for like a Burton style or uh a...
5: exactly yeah, yeah
3: that's
2: not yeah. that easy yeah of course nice, girl, right? that's nice. yeah
4: of
3: course, nerding it's out the dry,
2: it's, <laughs> it's, yeah it's dry it's metallic
4: it's yep. you know it's and that beautiful malty backbone
2: oh yeah and you and, and, and you, the great thing is you can drink like nine pints <laughs> and, and still walk home it's great <laughs> and those are English pints these yes. are not sixteen
3: ounce. No, no, twenty-two, 22 pounds. ounce. Twenty-two ounce pies, yeah.
2: Twenty-two ounces
3: served relatively warm, room temperature.
2: Uh, fifty-five degrees. All right, so a little So but... like, I, I do not like my rooms to be fifty-five degrees.
3: I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> our like hotel room, room was pretty close special. to it. I will say that our hotel <laughs> yeah. room this past weekend it was like sixty-four. It was pretty cold.
4: <laughs> Even but yes, you're right,
0: right Pete. You don't like sleeping in a meat locker.
3: <laughs> Both you guys stole the blankets, dicks. I had the sheets, and I had to put a, a pillow on my head to s- conserve heat.
4: I had <laughs> to Pete slept on the floor, literally, and
3: uh that was I it. What I to do yeah, do what we had to do. We good thing we had enough drinks in us during uh the our hopster's visit, uh even <laughs> before we went out to dinner. uh one of the ones I really did like, by the way, and I want to talk to you about that, Lee. Uh, I'm a I'm. Ge- I've been into sours now for about a year. Mm-hmm. The uh the sour you guys had on tap there this past weekend, um, delicious. It had like that cherry red feel. It was a hoppy uh sorry, it was a sour amber, correct?
2: That's right, that's right. And uh, you know, I am a big like Flanders red ale guy. I love I like sour. Like yep. I just want to be like shutting them out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse the pun. But um, And so, you know, this obviously breweries, you got, you know, you got two sours, right? You've got the kettle sours, right? So we, on a Friday, we get, we go to CVS, we get the probiotics, we brew the beer. (laughs) 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 We love CVS. It's got everything. It's got everything you need. It's got everything. So we go, we get CVS, we get the probiotics, and we leave it in, we leave it in the, uh, in the kettle for uh, two, three days. And i you know, that shit stinks. That's like so nasty. Oh, yeah. Right? And, uh, and and so that's a kettle sour. And then, of course, and then we've got our battle-aged um, sours. And so we have probably about uh, 20 barrels right now in the basement. That, nice. So we're going to, yeah, it's like we get a Flanders Red. We get the bread in there. And it's just an amber ale. We throw the bread in, and we just leave it there for a year. And it gets all kind of funky and crazy, and uh, you know some some of it works and some of it doesn't. But that's the great thing about a craft beer, craft brew, You know, craft. Yep. We we brew it, we throw in the bread, we leave it there in the cellar for a year, and we see what comes out. And you know,
3: I thought it was delicious. And I've had if it
0: was all repeatable and easy, you'd be you'd be Budweiser, right? right. So. <laughs> yeah,
3: it's true.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And you know we 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 throw a little a couple of bucks, so you know it's like ten bucks for like you know eight ounces. Well, because
3: you're also you know storing it in your basement for a year, so you got the real estate, the time, the effort. Yeah, it, it makes yeah. sense, but it doesn't matter. I mean, in the end, if you're a sour person and you and you enjoy those, it was a good one. I mean, I don't I don't think I've had a sour amber. I've had sour stout, believe it or not, from Bridge and Tunnel sure. here in Queens. It was weird, but not bad. <laughs> Sounds I've had weird. all the fruited sours and the Berliner Weisses and the gozes and I mm-hmm. I I tend to enjoy them all as long as they're not like syrup. You know, other than that, they're pretty good. And and that one was really good because it was something different and I immediately jumped at it. That was the only beer I drank there when I was there by the way.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> Cuz
3: I liked it so much the first time, why why fuck it up, you know? Why? Was it like
2: was it because it was 8% and like, you know, Yes, that weird? as well. Yes.
3: <laughs> there were several other factors we won't mention right now as well, but yes, there was several things that went into my decision making. Uh and that's why I did grab the IPA to go because you know, I got to have an IPA from a place just to see where they stand and um you know, I, I took it to go. I didn't drink it while I was up there because we had other things to do, but tonight first night, crack it open. Delicious.
2: Love it. I'm loving that the Newtonians in Long Island. I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah. You know,
3: I'll take some proper pictures for the uh for the Instagram. Uh but for anyone that's looking there it is. And if you ha- have anybody in your distro that wants to ship some down here, I wouldn't mind picking up another four pack or two. We'll
2: send it down. We have no problem.
3: Yeah. You know, I, um, I, uh, my other question about the Newton uh, facility. So it also has a brew pub in it.
2: It does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean, same um, menu, same feel. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's, um, I mean, so we have the big, Fancy restaurant, brewery—you know—restaurant, brew your own beer in the seaport, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's a million—you know—several million dollar restaurant in the seaport, right? It's big money. Rent's fifty-five dollars a square foot. It's crazy.
3: You're you're so, half a block away from the Charles River or whatever that is.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's, well, the yeah Four Point Channel. Right? Yeah, it's the Four Point Channel, right? Yeah. I thought you were going to say a block away from Trillium. Like,
3: no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, literally, when you walk out. You can go up the street because it's an elevated street a little bit, and you can see the water. That's what we yeah. did. We, I mean, yeah. we walked right down to the water. It was awesome.
4: Yeah, hey, I wanted to jump in, and they wouldn't let me.
3: No, I wouldn't let them. No. You're, we- as,
4: you're welcome, Steve.
3: As clean as it says that the Charles River is, and Fort Point, you could see the bottom, which was amazing, by the way. Um, I said there's no way he's getting out of that, <laughs> even at high tide. There's no way you're climbing out of there.
2: Well all the water in the water in your beer right now comes from that four point channel. So I'm glad you were nice. excited about it.
3: <laughs> so Steve, even though you didn't jump in, I'm drinking it now. So there you there go. There you go.
2: And yeah. we'll drink some more yeah. later. There you go. So yeah, no, I mean like, yeah, listen. So in in Newton, this we're like uh 50, you know, ten minutes from downtown Boston. But it's you know, the brewery's ten, you know, it's ten dollars a square foot, right? So all the beer that we get there's brewed and we send it down to the brew pub, in the Seaport. We're not gonna spend, you know, we're gonna put in a huge brewery, downtown. We're not Lord Hobo, you know, those guys got money down there. Right?
3: Now. They're not open yet, right? I mean, we passed well, it and it was closed. So what's the deal with that?
2: Yeah, we, we're here, you know. We're like <laughs> they're coming, like, but uh I don't know. I mean, um
3: I see no progress being made. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> tough time to start major construction
2: yeah so we we brew all the beer in newton and uh you know newton's uh you know it's you know it's a fairly well-to-do um area and um you know and i don't know like we, we do well down there you know we yeah. sell the beer we um we've been there for seven years like you know we're selling a lot.
3: oh all right so yeah yeah so it's been a while
2: yeah was and, that the original uh, facility? Yes, it was, yeah, because yeah, we started off, because listen, I did the map, like, you know, I'm, I'm an older guy, I'm like 10, 50 next month, you know, I got kids, you know, I got to make money, you know yeah. what I mean, so I, I did the research back in 2013, and I'm like, oh, so if I open up a brewery, I'm like, I can make, uh, I can make Daddy Grandy here, I'm like, I have kids, I have that in school, like, <laughs> I, I listen, I love you guys, I can't, I can't, listen, I can't live on 30, forty grand a year. Like, I got I got a mortgage, I got shit, right? So I said, listen, why don't I open a restaurant where you can brew your own beer and uh, you can buy, you know, you can drink here and, and 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 we rocked and roll. We make we made we did great for like, you know, four or five years. We were just cranking.
0: Up
4: until now yeah well yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, exactly exactly i am like yeah
2: so and we can talk about that you can ask me any questions about COVID and how that's impacting the beer industry or what we're going through but uh, we did great Uh, you know and i was able to put you know you know um finance a family you know like you because you can't you know listen if i'm like 25 and you know, I got no family and stuff. Yeah, you can, you know, you can live on 20 grand a year. You know what I mean? you like live in your family's basement, whatever it is. But <laughs> so when I did the numbers in 2013, how much am I going to make if I open up a brewery? And it, it wasn't looking good to me. It was like, yeah, you know, I got to make a living, right? I mean, so the whole brew on premise come in, brew beer. And, and we were cranking it to the point we were doing $3 million a year, you know. Wow pre COVID, you know, in terms of coming in, doing corporate events, come in with your with your company, you can brew beer, you can do whatever. You know, and um about so how free. much uh
0: how many barrels a year are you doing through the through the brew your own beer uh portion? Like how how
2: much so you know. I mean yeah absolutely. So you know we did three million dollars last year pre COVID. We probably didn't we probably did a million dollars in uh, brew your own through cold wow. stuff like that. So it was a bit You know, we've had like you know we probably had fifty thousand people over the last seven years come yeah. in and brew their own beer. That's cool. And at two hundred, you know, two hundred dollars come and brew your own beer. I mean, it's it's a, it's good business.
1: You know, Sleep. Where are most of those people coming from? They they all from Mass Long a lot of them from <laughs> besides besides you guys. Yeah. I mean, are you getting a lot of regional stuff or, or is it
2: a lot of Massachusetts? Well, you know, when we first started off in two thousand and thirteen, you know, there wasn't a lot of breweries. There was probably like five breweries in Massachusetts, right?
5: Mm-hmm.
2: You know. Okay, maybe thirty, right? But um <laughs> But, so we got a lot of um, destinations. We got people from Rhode Island. We got people from North Shore, Massachusetts, South Shore. Yeah. West Mass from Worcester, uh, from Boston. And it was an experience. You come in, you brew beer. It's an experience. And then we got the corporate events, of course. Because, you know, breweries aren't busy on a Tuesday and Wednesday night. But
5: mm-hmm.
2: Tuesday, Wednesday night, you got the corporate events, right? So like, right. hey, I'm going out with my company. We're doing a cool thing. We're making beer. We're going to put our label, our company labels on it. And they're going to send nice. it out to us, stuff like that. So, um, but mostly regional. Like, nobody was coming out from, like, you know, it was basically Western Mass, North Shore, Rhode Island. And the odd person from, you know, you know Long Island, even though, you know, like <laughs> Steve and Pete, and, you know, like, uh, we'll let you in. But, you yeah. know. Take a COVID test before you come. <laughs> Actually, we
3: have below 1% rating here down here, sir. So we're pretty good. Fuck yeah. Uh, but I we also- that shit to Cali. None of us are uh, Yankee <laughs> fans either. So we are open and welcome with open arms in the town of Boston as we come to find out. I am a Mets fan, as you can see around here, yeah. which you know, I think uh, Bostonians uh, usually let us have that one-year 86 pass. And other than that, we just get now, pummeled all the time. So we're now okay.
1: we do. Now we do. We didn't, uh, you know, growing up, uh, I, di- I didn't uh, take it so lightly. But now it's okay. <laughs> yeah. we, ha- we have four now, although we suck this year. So. <laughs> yeah. What is, uh, What is that? Uh, who is that behind you, by the Pedro. way? Pedro. It's Pedro. Oh, Jesus. I couldn't. I thought it was Cespedes, maybe, but I can't see uh, Pedro anything. Pedro so.
3: Martinez.
1: There you go. There's a, a Bostonian as well. That's right.
3: Uh, I might have another one here. I got to find the, uh... what's his face? Uh... I don't have it here, right? Readily available. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I have two good friends I grew up with um, in Amityville down here on Long Island. They both Mm -hmm. moved to Canton. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they, of course, for the first few years, they were there brought home the Trillium. So that's how I got my Trillium influence. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they've taken me around over the course of the last 10 years or so, uh, Castle Island um, and a couple other places in and around. So we were. Uh, probably uh, Lamplighter. Lamplighter was another one we went to. So yeah, there's some really great places. Boston's really, within the city limits or so, a great place to go brewery hopping. It's a destination. And to have one, and, and so what we were talking about on the car ride home as well is, how come New York or Long Island or New York City doesn't have a setup like Hopsters? I mean, it's just a fucking great idea. So many people. Would what are you, you Lee. Yes, you should, you know, you should honestly, franchise yeah, in New York. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So, I, I listen, like a couple of years ago, we went down in. I went down in Midtown, Manhattan. We tried to get a bunch of money and, and get it going. Because, like, listen, no, Property, nobody, brews, but, nobody brews beer in Manhattan Island. That's true. It's not oh, a no. brewery in Manhattan.
3: There are <laughs> there, three breweries, technically, with a Manhattan address um, ABC. Uh, um, Heartland, um, and there are more coming. Death Avenue was another one, and there's one more, I think. Uh, but you're right; everyone's in the outer areas, so the Bronx, the Queens, the Brooklyn, and over in Jersey, so or Staten Island as well. Is three. years. real America. estate is
0: only mild. Is only extravagant, not you
3: know. <laughs> well, that's it. It's so expensive to be in Manhattan to do that, oh. and for you to get your corporate level stuff like you were talking about you'd probably have to be in Manhattan because that's where the business was. I don't know I, that, if it is still, but I don't know if everyone would want to leave Manhattan from all over the surrounding areas and just go to Queens to brew the beer, you know, it, it, that would be a tough sell. It's a little different layout than Boston is. so.
2: Absolutely. I mean, we went, we went down two years ago, me and my guys and we're like, we talked to a bunch of investors. We looked at like, uh, you know, Midtown, a couple of places. We looked at Hudson Yard's. You know down there they need development and you know honestly that it's 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 tough you know it's like because you know i'm like listen you know we're not a craft brewer we we make money like we you come in <laughs> we come in we do like you know you can come in with a corporation and and spend 20 grand and for three hours right and and that's why, you know, our rent in, in Boston, downtown Boston, is $35,000 a month, right? Wow. That's crazy. Right. Jeez. And we've been doing that for three years, right? It's why like $3 million business. Right. So we go down to like, we go down to Midtown, we talk to the guys. Da, da, da. But honestly, it's like, uh, it's like anything. Unless you got a benefactor, unless you got someone who's going to throw a bunch of dough at you, the, the landlords are like, listen, like, this is what the deal is. It's, yep. We're you know we're hundred dollars a square foot, one hundred and twenty in midtown. And, you know, it's you know it's it's, it's too it's, much. Not doable it's, right yeah. now. It wasn't doable to yeah year. But
3: and then you ago. have to increase all your pricing, which at, right. At right now the way we saw it, we were saying oh it's very affordable to go brew the three of us to go brew as as we did and, and get the three cases or so out of it. It was worth it to us to do that. But when you yeah. have to jack the price because of the rent, the space, the real estate, mm-hmm. it may not be worth it. And then your, you know, your twenty thousand dollars goes to forty thousand dollars. Now corporations are going. Eh, I can do other things with that. Yeah. So it's tough. Huh. It's tough. It's like a balancing right. act.
2: Honestly, it was just getting somebody to. Um... Honestly, it's like anything. You know, it's
3: you don't want to get J Lo and uh, a Rod. <laughs> They didn't I'm buy the Mets it, today. I'm working on it. <laughs> they didn't buy the Mets today, so they could <laughs> oh, definitely did. do it. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, it. And we looked at it. We did it. We yeah. we went down there. We went we went down to uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. We went, went down to young. Philly. We yeah. talked to a bunch of people in Philly about um, about getting it going and stuff like that. But um, honestly, unless you got unless you got someone who's like you know what, unless you got a big benefactor, then it's not happening.
4: It's not uh, happening. I got a question, Philly. Uh, I was very interested when I first showed up a few weeks ago and I, and I saw the system uh, that you guys had, uh, you know, at the seaport and I knew right away, I'm like, all right, this is, this is, this is not a brew pub. This is not where they're brewing on. There's something up going on up here. <laughs> and, uh, did you guys uh, have somebody um, already have this in place or did you guys say, Hey, we have an idea. And you went to a company and had them uh, build this for you.
2: Great question. So brew your own beer, right? You come in, you brew three cases of your own craft beer on that system, right? That started in Canada and Australia. Hmm. So basically, the tax. It, go buy a four, Go buy a twelve pack of beer in Canada. See how much that costs. That's expensive. Save in Australia. So. Hmm. Brew on premise was a way to dodge the tax laws ah. for alcohol in Australia and in Canada. So you could go there and you could make, you would get six cases of beer and you would brew it yourself, have a great time with you guys. And it was pretty much like a light lager that you brewed at the time. Oh. Like but that was huge. And they're all over Canada. You go to Canada, like what we do in Canada, it's everywhere. Australia. Really? It's everywhere. It's a, basically a tax dodge. So I looked <laughs> at that and said, listen. Yeah.
3: Great concept.
2: Yeah. So I said, listen. The truth comes out. you yeah. a
3: genius, though, really.
2: So I said, listen. All right. It's fun to brew beer. It's fun to drink beer. And it's fun to eat food. So why didn't I take that concept where you come in, you brew that beer. People like, so in Australia, like, or in Canada, you make, you, when you come to hopses, you brew three cases of beer. When in, when you're in Australia and Canada, you go to these places, you brew uh, six cases. So our beer is half the size and we charge the same amount, but it's an experience. Right. You know, you guys, you know, you guys met Henry, right? Henry's taking his yes. process. He's answering your questions. We're in Canada. It's like, okay, you know how to root beer? There's the kettles. Go in there and good luck. I got it. Yeah.
4: So there was a, a company already that was selling this equipment in that way.
2: Yes. Yes. Oh. Ah, well, I mean, everything, so we everything is custom made. Like all our whole system is custom made in Canada. So we have. Uh, so yeah, we bought two systems from them. The one that you saw, and then the other one that we had in Newton that we took out. But so yeah, so basically, it's a custom designed. Um, System, it's like you know, 180 grand, soup to nuts, and that's not terrible. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's not
3: for what we saw. I mean, you how many kettles are on that that floor there?
2: Yeah, twelve. Yeah, we have twelve. Yeah, yeah 12, That's not 12. terrible. Yeah, no. And then we, you know, we got a big, you know, biotech company coming in. they got all the money from God, right? So like, yeah, it's like 20 <laughs> grand. Come in, brew. You know, Done. so <laughs> those were all. Oh, they're all Steve, Steve, steam driven. Yeah, everything is everything is steamed it's um, we have you know uh, everything's high pressure steam, because um, you know mass because basically you got you show up with twenty people right and you want to brew beer you got high pressure steam you can't yeah. do fifteen beers you want to
4: get that you, you want to get that boiling quick.
2: quick you got absolutely steam you got to get it going you like you know people want to sit there they want to drink they want you know so we got to get it going so we have a you know and they make boilers specifically for Massachusetts that can get that high pressure boiler it's uh i don't know it's like maybe two three horsepower and uh with you know goes up to 120 psi god forbid that you know it blew up it take the whole building out but uh but they make them so you don't have a boiler operator and that's part of the challenges that we had when we wanted to expand in pennsylvania or new york you know it's like a you know you got a boiler right there's laws yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have a high pressure boiler, like you have to have like a guy there twenty four seven just sitting yep. looking at the boiler. So
3: Dave, really quick while you're there, i uh, so we we discussing a lot of the business stuff. And I know yeah. your uh your your movie had a lot of interviews and and d- in depth discussions with brewers in that local area. Mm-hmm. Did they all get into that business uh model that they were looking at? Did they all discuss that kind of level? Lee's been very, very uh uh, uh what are, not uh not translucent and what do you call it no no but what do you say uh transparent transparent about everything which is awesome do you find yeah. that with uh the brewers as you interview them
1: oh yeah i mean i think that they were uh incredibly transparent as far as you know uh, lending sort of their reality of how they got in you know obviously and I, I think lee hit a home run with his model you know i think there, there's obviously a huge market for home brewers i mean that's how the entire craft beer industry started you know once it was legal to do so and I would say that um you know of, of the breweries that we had in our film and I could probably attest to the rest of the, the breweries in, in our state and probably elsewhere too uh most people do get in you know as a home brewer uh with the exception of maybe like Sean Larkin from Revival who you know wanted to be in culinary and and uh he had an opportunity to become a brewer and so he did it that way because he needed to survive financially at that point but um but yeah I mean I think they you know they were really really open as far as uh you know not just how they got in some of them you know from an entrepreneurship standpoint for example like I'm wearing the foolproof brewing company shirt right now in Pawtucket Rhode Island you know Nick Garrison uh home brewed and and then uh people at his wedding thought it was good and he Probably could have gone into a variety of different industries, but he thought that there was maybe some some room for growth in craft beer, and so he he took the leap, and um, and so yeah, I, I think that you know home home brewers are really kind of the heart and soul of of this entire industry, and um, you know, Lee, I, I've enjoyed hearing you speak uh, kind of your business model uh, immensely. It's been really interesting. So, it's fantastic
3: though that thought process that goes into it. I mean, like you said, it's not just. Um, you know, uh, your husband and your wife going in and saying oh cool I got a gift certificate there actually is people like us where I brought a brewer yeah. I've home brewed and and Pete's kind of done some small stuff around here and and we've had the show long enough that that really sparked an interest for us I'm sure you get a ton of home brewers the New England area coming into that Absolutely
2: you know absolutely I mean it's uh yeah. you know we got a Harvard you know Harvard uh, brewing school come in and mm-hmm. you know um great yeah, satellite yeah you know i mean when we opened up in 2000 i mean i don't know like if you have a specific question for me but ultimately uh, uh,
1: i do i actually do uh, lee has there been anybody any person that you know of that's come in there to sort of test market their capabilities and sort of started a brewery off of that yeah you know absolutely that you know, that you know of
2: yes yes there's been a couple um they came in, they did some test batches, they wanted to brew. But don't forget, it's all extract brewing too, right? So sure. sure. It's not like we're, you know, doing a mash or anything. well,
3: mm-hmm. um, no, it's half so There is some half of that. Mash, uh, half extract, yeah.
2: Yeah, and so there is some of that. Um, but mostly it's just an experience, it's something mm-hmm. fun to do. People are interested in craft, beer, and, um, and yeah, so... Um, well lee I,
3: i'll tell you this we saw it as a a marketing tool for us you know to center around both this show and a future show around this process to have you know content for so I'm sure there's other areas of the industry and, and people in their own industries that feel that same way, same thing with like a corporation if they brewed that or a, a family and they brewed for a, a wedding or they brewed for this, I think that you know, exactly opens up the market for everyone and everything to come through and, and brew something.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, like pre COVID, like COVID fucked us. Like, you know, because <laughs> like, we get calls all the time. Hey, I want to come in. I got 40 of my friends. We want to come in. We want to brew some beer. I'm like, you can't do that. COVID, like, it's 25 people. Like, you can't do it. And you've got to be six people at a table so you can't interact. Right. So, right. so, um, so yeah, obviously, yeah. Um, so that, you know, pre COVID, but, you know, we were getting a lot of corporate events coming in and, and you know, dropping kind of silly money. And not well, silly because they only get a great experience, <laughs> da, 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 but, you know, but we've had challenges. I mean, you know, we wanted, you know, we have a brewery, we can beer, we, we distribute the beer, but, um, but you know, we had, you know, we had challenges with that too, because you can't be everything and anything, right? So, you know, we obviously were a brew pub, right? So, you know, obviously when people come in, like they they want great food, you know, and so brew pubs ultimately, right? Back in the day, brew pubs were, you know, restaurants to brew their own beer. Right. And, you know, I don't know of any like brew pub ch- change. Chains that really got traction and took off, you know. We did um, see
3: a, uh, a John Harvard Harvards, yes. on yeah, the way up to you,
5: yeah, we, yeah, actually yeah. on the way home,
3: right? <laughs> but even though, I mean, we lost the, the two here in New York, we had right. uh one out here on the island and one in closer to the city, and they're both gone, so they did mm-hmm. really didn't survive the craft beer wave because yes. was I believe too much that- better beer.
1: I believe that Union Station in Providence um, is John Harvard as well. Um, ah, okay. Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm almost certain they are. When uh, I think a lot of the New know, England
2: ones
3: on survived, cart. but the
1: ones down yeah, here did yeah. not.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh,
2: no, this is this is a, an amazing. Uh, cr- they're not a brewery, but they're craft brew pub in and uh, DC called Chez You guys yep. may have heard of it.
3: Yep, heard of it. But
2: that. they're putting together an incredible artisan craft beer experience with incredible food
5: right
2: um amazing food so how do you as a brewery incorporate that incredible food but also brew beer on premise and i think that's the the next challenge is like i love listen i drink beer every day i love
3: (laughs) (laughs) food as do
2: i yes but food like come on guys food touches the heart you know what i mean if you have like. An incredible meal. You're like, oh my fucking God, that tastes incredible. And you can go to Trillium, you can go to Treehouse, you can go to, you know, whatever, right? And beer is incredible, but like there's something about food that touches the heart that I don't know if beer can get there. And I think for brew pubs, um, being able to, um, you know, curate an incredible craft beer experience with amazing food. Mm-hmm. That's the key, and that's the key for brew pubs going forward. Is how do you? So I, I got I got James Beard Award chef right right now. Post covid creating an incredible.
3: Couldn't food. tell by the food that we got. No way I could tell oh, right, that. Right, God damn exactly, it was good. Right.
2: James Beard, like the guy's like rockstar, right? Because when you go to a brew pub, right, you're like, oh, I'm going to get a burger, I'm going to get nachos, I'm going to get wings, yada, yada, right? So I said, listen, fuck it, I'm done with the wings and the fucking beer, you know. I'm like, let's get a James Beard guy in here to connect the food. He's actually a home brewer too, funny enough. Oh, there you go. Yeah, but he's a little like, yeah, we show him the whole brewing, you know, the commercial brewing piece, and he kind of like, doesn't know what to think like he's like okay yeah that's fucking weird like whatever <laughs> like, you know. where's my five gallon like you know cowboy right like, yeah. <laughs> but i, Can think I make beer like, cheese yeah. out of that exactly but that's kind of like i think is like something for me is like you know people want a great beer but you got if you're a brew pub you gotta have and then you look at people like uh you know um you look at uh, even, like, Medusa in Hudson, Mass, mm-hmm. doing gr- incredible beer. You look at, uh, you know, you look at even, like, you know, Night Ship, those guys have done a great job. Mm-hmm. You know, you, obviously, you know, you look at a treehouse. I mean, when I when I visited treehouse in 2012, those guys were brewing on, like, a 15-gallon set
5: <laughs> It was like, Seven. I'm like,
2: I'm like, guys, like Nate, show me your brew house. This is like 2012. I'm like, Nate, show me a brew house. He's like, yeah. All right. There it is. It's like, it's like literally like five square feet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but they had something. They had like you look at those guys, and they were like, they had something. Like, okay, they had a plumber. All right. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> they had a plumber. But you know, like even they were bawling Julius and stuff like that, and you know they had something. And so I, you know, I and and so I guess my point is, like, you know, I'm looking at opening up a new spot out in the in the western suburbs. Ah, all right. It's, yeah, it's but it's because like people they wanted take a journey, right? They wanted it's like you know, freaking you know, uh, Odyssey, right? From like <laughs> Oma. Right? I want to take a journey. I'm going to Treehouse. I'm going to like whatever. Like, I'm taking this journey. I'm going to line up for like six days. I'm going to get, I'm going to spend $800 on a case of beer. And, you know, and, 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 and so for us who are like urban breweries, there's something about going somewhere and having a journey and, uh, And, you know, they have great beer, don't get me wrong. But, and that's something for, I think, for breweries to think about as they open up. Do they want to be urban brew pubs or do they want to, you know, open up a farm somewhere and and create the mystique, you know, in -hmm. in, in that area too? I don't know. Yeah, there's
3: room for both of those. Here in New York, we have uh, amazing breweries in the city area. And then you go upstate, and then there's you know Suarez, and then there's uh, Plan B, and then there's uh, Equilibrium, which isn't quite in the rural area, but you they got the farm breweries up there, which are equal, uh, Heritage Hill, uh, another brew pub up in New York State, um, just crazy, you know uh, versatility. And you're right, one of the things that I really do enjoy besides this past weekend and, and visiting a whole bunch of places that I haven't been is taking that journey, is is going on those trips yep. and going like, planning out my, okay, can we stop there, there. They open at 12, they don't open till 4, <laughs> and they're open till mm-hmm. 12. So there's my three on the way up. And then let's see what's yep. going on on the way back. It actually, to me, I, I say it all the time, it's like Pokemon. I want to collect them all. I want to taste yeah. everything I can and get a little bit of experience from everywhere. Yeah, It's fun. It's a great yeah. time. Yep. Yeah. And you yeah. provide that, especially in the seaport area when you have – a lot of options. We we I think we hit up everything in our immediate vicinity, right, guys? Yeah, yeah. We had a uh, harpoon, we, hostels, we, trillium.
4: We Lord Hobo wasn't open yet, so uh yep. right. And then
3: <laughs> a bottle shop or two, and uh, we were good. Very cool. Uh, listen, I don't I don't want to hold you, nor do I want to lose you, Lee. But I want to get to Dave and, and talk a little bit about Rhode Island. Based, so up to you sure. if you want to hang out. You let me know.
2: I'm I'm listening. If if, if I disappear, then. You know, I understand nice. that you we'll guys. Give,
3: I'll i give you the big plug at the end regardless. So don't worry. Don't feel obligated. Uh,
4: I, I got to take the dog for a walk. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, I hear you. My wife, that's that's why I just escaped out of the room uh, while you were talking before. The dog had to go for a walk, but then there was some shenanigans going Get on. Get on the rug? So... No, 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 no. We, she's doing oh, wait. really good.
4: Before I forget, Lee, thank yeah. you so much for making yeah. seltzers that you canned uh, because that was able for me to bring some of those home. And I didn't get in as much trouble as I could have for the amount of beer that I brought home with me. <laughs> nice. So, <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate that. Steve definitely awesome.
3: won the uh, challenge of bringing home the most beer because we had like, to both get out of the car and help worth him. Of
4: beer. <laughs> Nice. that. Nice. Did you guys right? drop off those it's two bags today, Steve?
3: Allegedly. It's all legend. It's all legend.
4: It's all legend. Never really happened. Dirty rumor.
3: I brought home Sours and Berliner vice's specifically for the wife, so I didn't get in trouble. There you go.
0: Nice.
3: And I know Pete has a bunch of stuff that he's just going to pull. All out the loggers. Lo- <laughs>
0: Fuck you all in your ales.
3: <laughs> he's a big, <laughs> big logger fan. I want to go to the the journey because your, your movie, Dave, uh, kind of yeah. sparked that uh, interest in how people can go to a state and really explore yep. all the levels of... Uh, oh, he left. All right, that's fine. Yes. Bye. Bye, Lee. Okay. Uh, I didn't want to hold him, nor did I, I want to do him. But... Yeah. <laughs> no, he he told us that he couldn't stick around for too long, and we got it. So I told him, "Like who's
1: this douche from Rhode Island?" Yeah, screw them. So <laughs>
4: in his fucking basement with a tr- goddamn treadmill no. behind him with a treadmill I don't use. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's right. <laughs>
3: So I mean, Rhode Island is like one of those uh, special places because there's a bunch of great breweries. People don't really realize the the scene that's up there. Give us a little background about the film. How'd that come to be? How did you decide that you wanted to go through that process? And then give us a little overview of the. Give us the trailer version of the the film.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> that's that's yeah, the yeah the sizzle reel, right? Mm-hmm. I'm looking down at the two, before I start, the two uh, beers that I'm uh, drinking, both called The Craft, Rhode Island. Uh, one was done by Linesider Brewing Company and the other by Buttonwoods Brewing Company, which are nice. two of our finer breweries in, uh, in the state. And uh, unfortunately, Buttonwoods actually is in, in our movie. Um, I didn't know sorry, Morgan it but- very hook? well when we were kind of... Buttonwoods. Oh, you button button Buttonwoods. Dude. I saw that. What, we
3: listened to the adam yeah, sandler so, mo- tape on the way up so we oh okay <laughs> yeah
1: i have a I, I, I was yep. just thinking about i was just thinking about adam sandler uh his, his uh like in 1996 whatever the the one with the piece of shit car and yes. all of that yeah. i i literally was just thinking about that the other day here we are with talking about nintendo and <laughs> adam sandler in 1996 but um but yeah so so uh so I appreciate, you know, more, I know I haven't answered anything about your question yet, Mike, but I will. Um, so yes, yeah, so I appreciate Morgan kind of jumping in and, and doing a beer for us as well. As this, well as we, this is how we or, fill 45 more minutes, Dave. This is there you fill. go. <laughs> this is actually how I teach my, my classes too. I'm a history teacher uh, hey. in Providence. And so I just yeah. kind of go off on a tangent about something, then class ends and, and we, we live to fight another day. So, um, Speaking of tangents, question, are no, you guys said, going
3: back full time?
1: Oh, we started today. Yeah. Not with students, but we're doing some PD this week and students come back next week. So, and, and are the uh, students coming
3: back full, or are they doing
1: hybrid or doing hybrid, back and forth? Yeah, and we're B? doing hybrid. We're, yeah, we're going, yep, exactly. We're doing yeah. half and half. And, um, so, uh, I'm a teacher they'll, they'll as well. know about the movie. Oh, good. Nice. Excellent. I teach, so, uh, audio so, production. You, excellent. Nice. Elementary ed
3: certified, but teach, uh, high school kids, 11th to 12th grade. There uh, you go. See, they're you, all know, you know, the
1: battle. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Just puberty happened. So, (laughs) um, but so anyway, but, uh, uh, yeah. So, so to, to answer the question about the, uh, how the movie kind of came about. So I own 11 design, um, which is a media marketing firm in Providence. I own it with my siblings and, we, uh, my background, as I just said, is in history and, uh, I teach uh, AP government as well. And so I have a background in kind of political science. Um, so we were, we were doing a lot of political work and then, uh, I'll cut this story really short. We were doing, uh, some stuff for, for local PBS, Rhode Island PBS, doing some nice. stuff for them. And they had just come into uh, a boatload of money from selling their signal and, uh, their director of production asked if I had any ideas cause we had a drone reel on, on PBS and, um. I was not at the. This is only 2017 now. I wasn't the hugest craft beer fan at that time. I was still drinking the larger craft brands like Sierra Nevada and Sam Adams and Harpoon, doesn't which make you I a good still person. enjoy. It doesn't. No, and, <laughs> and those guys are great, and they paved the way. But um, I was like, I wanted to, you know, as someone who appreciates history and sort of research and, and learning, um, I wanted to learn more about uh, what the things that I've heard about. You know, I'd heard about Foolproof, for example, the shirt I'm wearing, and so I wanted to learn more. It was a great idea. Long story short, we did a pilot, which they asked us to do. And then they completely stiffed us and like wanted us to do mm. the movie for free. And uh, we didn't say F you, but that's how I felt. And we just continued on and, and did it on our own. Um, we ended up submitting a grand prize in the major category. It's an Oscar qualifying. Uh, you automatically qualify for the Oscars. Yep. We did win a grand prize, not in that category, but I'm, I'll still take it. And that set us off on our way and we, we picked up an agent um, and then uh, there's a distri- uh, distribution company out in Portland, Oregon called KDMG, who uh, Kyle Kizmeric was the owner of that is a huge, huge craft beer fan. So it's like a match made in heaven. Yeah, and Portland, um, and huge so now, now our move. Yeah. And you know, pre COVID he, he had entertained you know us coming out there and kind of, you know, surveying what the Portland scene was like. And so, so right now, folks can check out our movie on Amazon Prime, as you mentioned at the beginning of the show, and yeah. Fandango and Cox and FiOS. It's on about fifteen platforms across the U.S. Quarks. and uh, So to answer, your qu- yeah, 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 quacks exactly. So to answer your question, it was um, it was really just kind of uh, I'm interested in storytelling. You know, as you know, trying to entertain fifteen year olds for five <laughs> hours a day, you have to be enter- You have to tell stories and. I just thought that this was a story that I wanted to learn more about. And fortunately, you know, we are where we're at right now, which, you know, as I said earlier, we're kind of looking at maybe investigating some other states. And I think Lee gave me some, uh, some interesting leads into the Massachusetts scene. So we'll see what happens with that.
3: It is big time up there. I'll tell you, since uh, I went to school up in New Hampshire and Manchester in 97, I remember, uh, Magic Hat being readily Mm -hmm. available at that point point, yeah, and then, uh, like I said, my buddies had moved up there now close to almost, I'm going to say 12 years. And yeah. every time I go up there, there's more and more craft breweries where they right. live around. So we make treks, you know, I'll go up there for a yeah. weekend and we'll hit up four new ones. And ones are just opened last week and ones that have been open for seven years. And you're like, Holy right. shit, this is crazy.
1: Yeah. And I, th- I think that's, you know, one of the things that we tried to tackle in the movie, you know, with my background is, first of all, the laws in each state are different. So, you know, you guys are talking about, you know, spending 800 bucks at Treehouse or wherever. And, you know, in Rhode Island, as, as we pointed out in the movie, you just until last year, you couldn't actually take a full 16 ounce case home, which that's is correct. insane. Like Connecticut is second worst in New England, and you can take at least three cases home from a brewery per day. In Connecticut and Rhode Island, we just got to one. And so I'm fascinated by the different legislation in each state, you know, because you, you, I mean, I suppose because of, we're so small, you could go to a number of them and spend $800, but that's not really the point. At least, at and
4: time, Jersey, behind, huh? you couldn't get any growlers to go, yeah. but you could go to a distributor and get the growler.
1: Isn't that insane? Is, and that,
4: I, is that the silliest rule in Rhode Island
0: as far as uh <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um, that's a great question, Pete. I, I don't know if, uh, I'm sure that there's a, a bunch of other asinine laws and antiquated laws that date back to prohibition. <laughs> I love prohibition, that word asinine. Yeah, it thing. is. It, it's completely asinine. And I've said this somewhere else that I think it's just a lack of understanding and, and just like, you know, I'm, I'm fascinated by kind of like self-audits nowadays because there's a lot of things we're working on where sometimes you just don't look at stuff for years and sometimes decades and they're there because of that. And I think, you know, from a standpoint of, of wanting Rhode Island to succeed, like you see Massachusetts and New Hampshire and Vermont, which are unlimited, and we're competing with these guys. And it's like, why would I go to Rhode Island when I can just go, you know, right through Rhode Island into another state and get more, you know? And, and by the way, I don't think people should do that because we have Tilted Barn and Proclamation and, and yep. a lot of these great breweries, uh, which in our movie, and um, but like until the laws change, you know we're really fighting an uphill battle, and it's it's a damn shame. Uh, it really is. I'll so, tell you a quick story. Um, you know,
3: it, it, yeah, go ahead. Really, really quick because you mentioned Tilted Barn. So I yep. am wearing Barn Shed, a locally mm-hmm. local brewery here on Long Island. Uh, yep. When they were just getting started, I spoke to the owner and head brewer Brian. Uh oh, Pete's phone ran out. I'm oh, sorry, Steve's phone ran out. Of- I oh, suck. Huh? I, be back. Uh,
1: everyone's Word dropping is- off now with me. God, Dave. <laughs> i thought so, that was really interesting actually
3: <laughs> <laughs> so the barnshed's logo is yeah. like almost looks like tilted barnes logo okay yeah and i i said to him the first time i met him he had the hat on he had yep. the thing on and i go oh barnshed isn't that up in rhode island oh nice goes, yeah no we're we're five fucking minutes from here <laughs> i'm like yeah well oh. they get
1: long island and rhode island mixed up all the time right so but i mean this was
3: it's, a local this guy's yeah. in uh beth okay yep and I was working in Bethpage at the time Nice. and I just yeah. felt like complete douche, but his logo looked very much like the Tilted Barn logo
1: and That's it has the word barn in it. So yeah, I
3: totally fucked it up, but
1: it's all well, right. it, it happens. But I, I think you just actually hit on something interesting yes. about, you know, and Lee, Lee Hey Steve, uh, Lee, Lee hit on this too, where, you know, we're all fans of this scene now, you know, I I'm, I'm happy to, you know, a uh, member of this scene. And, you know, the fact that so many are opening up and the fact that there's so much travel involved, like you can even be the biggest geek out there as far as the craft beer scene is, is concerned and and still want to go and like, I find it hard to believe that most people on earth have gone to all 50 states and checked out that craft beer scene. And so it's almost like the gift that keeps on giving where there's, there's always a new story to tell. You know, you could go and visit all the Rhode Island breweries in 2019 and then, when COVID ends you can go back in 2021 and it might be an entirely different story and the same for mass and the same for new york and so on and the other interesting thing is that and we you know found this obviously through doing the movie is that most people you know don't have a clue of how incredibly awesome this scene is and i think lee kind of spoke to that a little bit earlier that like when you finally experience it you want to have more of it you know and and it's just um you know the, the, and again being interested in storytelling like there's always a new story to tell and i think that's the best part about this entire scene you know or the in the experiences as well obviously
3: well tell us a little bit about it i mean what what are some of your yeah. favorites where's the, what's the regional lies? is it centralized around cities is it kind of spread yeah. out what what's the scene like in rhode island yeah
1: that's a gr- that's a great question actually interestingly um so my wife and i just moved from providence i lived in providence my entire adult life i teach in providence um and you know providence is not the hugest city but i think it's the second largest city in new england maybe hartford and providence are kind of second and third like china and the yeah. us as far as country you know ge- geographically uh depending on who you ask but um you know yeah chi- yeah china, china. china. Um, but providence <laughs> actually doesn't have as many <laughs> craft breweries there, there yeah providence not... doesn't have you know as many no no you have union station you have trinity you know which are brew pubs and then you have um long live um, beer on earth. Uh, and then there's a couple of new ones that are popping up, but you would think that there would be more, you know, if you go to San Diego or obviously it's a bigger city, but like there's a lot of breweries in cities in Rhode Island, you know, where we just moved is West Kingston, which is part of South Kingstown. I live now within five miles of tilted barn, uh, a mile and a half of shades on brewing company, probably five miles from whalers. And then like maybe whalers, yeah. seven miles from, from from uh, Linesider so like I would argue that I'm actually closer to you know more breweries than most people in the state and I live in a really rural part of the state now um so but you know again the advantage of Rhode Island is that it's so small that it's basically like a proxy for Boston you know so if you want to argue that there's 30 breweries in Rhode Island you know I don't know how many off the top of my head there are in Boston but you know it's probably the same but yeah you would think that in Providence there'd be like 10 of them but there's not there's only like four um, so, so the state is kind of spread out for as spread out as it could be. Um, uh, but at the same time, people can come down here and check out quite a few of them in one weekend, which I think is an advantage that we have.
3: Now, which, uh, and, and stop me if I, I forget which one it was, but, uh, yeah. road soda, road soda,
1: road soda. We didn't cover in. That's, I, I'm, I might be completely off on this, but that sounds like it might be something from Newport craft, but we didn't Newport sounds about right. Yes. Uh, or Newports formerly. Yeah. New uh, used to be Newport storm. Then they rebranded as Newport craft and they had the road rage and road trip. Um, yep. So, so they, they've kind of, kind of tackled that, you know, R H O D E sort of thing and then gone off. But, um, but yeah, and actually they just sold. So the, the guy that's in our movie, Brent Ryan, who's one of the founders of Newport storm in 1999, Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, they were bought out and so Brent actually isn't a part of their, their company anymore, but, um, and I don't actually know the new guys, but, uh, you know, I think that they're doing a pretty good job, um, you know, with kind of perpetuating that brand, you know, throughout the state. Uh, but you know, it, in COVID it's kind of hard to, to figure out who's doing well and who's yeah. not because everyone's kind of up against it.
3: I re- I remember, and going back to your point about the, the limits on what you can take to go. Yeah. So we had an uh, intern or slash board op for our radio station, Matt Norton, uh, used to be part okay. of another uh, radio show on our platform. Um, and he went up to Rhode Island and he knew I was into craft beer. So yep. I, he was at Storm sure. and mm-hmm. he went to go grab uh, some road sodas. And I said, grab as many as you can. Yeah. And, but by the time he was done with him and his girlfriend and his, I think his dad, he could only get me like a, a six pack of road sodas. And I'm like, really? Yes. That, that's all I was allowed yeah. to take. Yeah. And I remember it's, that. That it's was insane. I want to say like six years ago. So yeah, it's it's
1: so so that's interesting because that would have been, you know, twenty fourteen, twenty thirteen. I oh, I don't yeah. even know what day or year it is. I'm I'm sure you feel the same way being a teacher, right? But um uh yeah, I mean in twenty thirteen as our movie speaks, you know, talks about, um at that time you you could only take a growler home, uh like seventy two ounces of beer and you could only have like tastings in in the brewery. And then in twenty sixteen they passed a law which allowed for thirty six ounces on site and then two eighty eight ounces off um, and so like j- again just I'll use the term again asinine like think about that because part of part of this is grabbing that stuff as you know that's kind of how treehouse grew by the way is that people were trading Treehouse across the country and that's how you know that's how that sort of happened and if you're only able to grab what you could consume probably in one day you're not gonna share it out with people you know you could probably leave go back come back in, but then you're breaking the law and what happens if people crack down on it? So, I don't know. A good idea might be to just up the limits. Like, <laughs> you know, I've said this elsewhere that you know, we have, yeah, like we we have restaurants and liquor stores and stuff like that in Rhode Island, and that's the argument that, that people make as to why we can't raise the limits, but I'm pretty certain that that's the case in Massachusetts and New York and elsewhere. Like, they have restaurants there. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like, why, nope. why here? No,
0: <laughs> no. just <laughs> oh, okay, I'm
1: sorry. I, I thought just
0: pizza, pizza
1: I, 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 places I, I, and bagel shops. That's all that's allowed so, in New York.
0: I'm sorry.
1: So maybe <laughs> Massachusetts is a better example where there's restaurants there, you know, and and uh, but like the arguments that they make are just really quite stupid, if you ask me. In in terms of why we can't even be tied for the worst with Connecticut, and <laughs> and you know, think about what that would do, you know, to the whole scene in Rhode Island. And with that, you know, or I should say, despite that, like we do have the tilted barns two people will literally travel across the country to check it out. And they're just yeah. opening up a new brewery within, you know, a couple of months from now. Um, and I'm sure they'll do well, but like, I really don't want to only have like one or two breweries that exist because our laws are stupid. So, but, uh, you know, what we'll is see what one happens.
3: Brewery, like I would equate two roads in Connecticut as being the one that kind of opened up a little more uh, legislation for Connecticut to do a little yeah. more, you know, brewery based. Yep. selling and stuff like that what was the one in rhode island that really kind of stands out that's kind of led the way
1: yeah i have to give a lot of credit here to brent ryan who's again the founder of newport storm newport craft where Mm. he was uh you know they were the only show in town for a lot also for six years because they started in 99 and then narragansett you know bought the brand back in 2005 yeah um and then we had some brew pubs you know prior to that like i said trinity and union station and coddington but brent was um Brent was also the president of the Rhode Island Brewers Guild for a long, long time. And I know that he worked on legislation for quite a quite a period of time to kind of move that forward. And I think once he gained some some allies when, you know, in, in twenty fourteen, I think a lot of people speak to that twenty twelve to twenty fourteen range in Massachusetts. And, you know, I'm not familiar with New York, but I'm guessing probably the same thing. And then in Rhode Island, that's when you had like foolproof and revival and proclamation and tilted and all that stuff. And so yeah. you gain allies. And now it makes sense to kind of move the ball forward, but um, you know, I think Br- without Brent, um, that might not have happened as quickly as it did. And so I, I give him a lot of credit for that.
3: And it's such a small state that uh, I'm sure the craft beer brewers guild really is tight. And so that yeah. can really help push along the thing. What did you find within the movie, uh, that was very surprising about the, uh, the Rhode
1: Island scene? Um, when uh, you know before you you start doing really any project, when when you're looking at an industry and you have competitors, you think that they're competing with one another, um, and they're looking to drive each other out of business. And you know one of the first things that Nick Garrison said from Foolproof, because he was the first one that we interviewed, is uh, you know he he used the phrase co- or the term coopetition, you know, so combination of like co-op- yeah cooperation and and competition and Um, and I think that's, um, in a good way, like something that we learned is that like these guys, you know, most of them, and I, and I would probably, I don't think anyone's an enemy. I'll put it that way, but like, you know, some people are closer with others, but even the entire industry in the state are, are friends with one another. You know, I think, um, I forget who the brewery was that ran out of some stuff the other day, but like Morgan from Buttonwoods again, you know, who's not in our movie, but has been become a good friend of ours. Um, like lent his canning line to these guys to be able to like put out their product. And, um, and, and when we were, you know, I was hanging out at foolproof a couple of years ago and Sean Larkin from revival came in and he was buying some grains from, from Nick Garrison at foolproof. And um, you know, again, it's probably similar in, in the rest of the States as well, but I think the brewing community in general is, is exactly that. It's a community and these guys don't want the others to um fall by the wayside i think they want to prop them up as lee said you know all you know uh, rising tide raises all boats and you know from our experiences people are they're not just going to go to one brewery like i don't only go to tilted barn you know i since covid's happened i have tried to rotate the breweries that are first of all in our film because i'm friendlier with those guys and, <laughs> and gals man, by the way it takes um, a lot to thank rotate. you i appreciate that yeah, yeah that's good <laughs> but I'm serious like, cuz it's what you know, we're to do
3: too. We all tried to, you know, go to our relatively local places and then as much as we can right uh, you know, patronize anything that we could just to keep them open cuz yeah. honestly when this does finally go away, I want that to be there
1: still so I can you, go you, enjoy. That's exactly it and you know, we're trying to we're we're trying to get that point across and um, you know, I, I would people have asked me a lot of times like who the best brewery in the state is and I would probably argue that, that according to most people and probably according to me, it's probably Tilted Barn, right? Like, and they're five miles from my house. They're yeah, one that's of the, the closest one breweries most people house. would know. Right, and like, I, said, I should Rhode go Island, to Tilted, Burry, what are we talking? yeah, that, that's who you know. And like, I should go there all the time to get my beer. Um, and I've gone there several times, but I've also gone to, again, all, I want to make sure that all of them are there because at the same time where it's Tilted across the board is probably the best, like, maybe there's a brewery in Rhode Island that makes the best pilsner, another, another one that makes the best sour and so on. And, um, and I want all those options to be there because you don't just want to go to one spot. So it's okay um, to
4: be a, it's okay to be a, a beer whore, Dave. It's I okay.
1: understand You're Steve. Kind. I know I, I may, you know, I'm, I'm trying, you know, I'm trying, <laughs>
3: <laughs> we're going to try to change the logo to, uh, the wort, the beer, with the beer whores,
1: that's with the I beer guess. whores. Yeah. And yeah. I'll join you weekly. So <laughs> that's a totally different, uh,
0: I don't think we have the beer whores on the podcast. No, we haven't. That's a totally different
3: show.
1: No, but, well, uh, you
3: know, we've had a we lot are, of we people are, on, but not the beer We whores.
1: are a marketing firm. So if you guys want to go down that road, you know, we can discuss this later. So,
3: <laughs> so you mentioned having, uh, the potential to do a, a second yeah. round here. Um, yeah. and I know you're kind of exploring possibilities. Mm-hmm. Are, would you do like a state by state? Are you going to stay regional? What, what's, what's yeah. the, the thought process?
1: It's a great question. I think, um, Uh, you know, we're, we're fortunately for us, we do have uh, a representative and we do have distribution. And so it's a lot easier this time around than it was prior to complete, you know, I didn't think we'd necessarily even complete the first movie, let alone win a prize and blah, blah, blah. Um, but, but here we are and, you know, and, and we're fortunate to be there. Um, just with my background, I, I think the best approach is probably, because there's so many people that still don't yet know about the scene across the country like I think that the tourism factor plus like just visits to the breweries and experiencing like these different personalities is kind of intriguing at the same time you know maybe there's another formula that's out there that um you know that would work as well but um you know I I was actually you know i I know that the New England style IPA is, is crazy, but we're also in New England and it's interesting to hear people that aren't in New England talk about the New England IPA and how like insane they go for it because now it's kind of commonplace for us. Um, So, you know, you know, maybe, maybe we, I think, I think if we were to do a second film, you know, obviously we wouldn't exactly replicate the Rhode Island film because it's kind of been there, done that. So we need to evolve somehow. So is it talking about styles? Is it talking about, into Indi- individual breweries is, you know, I don't know exactly what the next phase is, but I, I think that we have a lot more options now since we've completed the first one. And and so we'll see where that takes us.
3: I'll, I'll pitch you an idea here. It is quick. You ready? Okay. Uh, yes. Rick, Rick <laughs>
1: Steves, you know, Rick Steves, mm-hmm.
3: Rick Steves goes to Boston. I am very,
1: very familiar with Rick Steves. I yeah, actually, I talk right. about it's Rick Steves in my class
3: all the time. Right? I
1: love, uh, he's like the dorkiest, awesome. Yep. I would like, I'd give him a hug if I saw him, You know, after COVID, so
3: when I when I see him drinking German (laughs) lagers and talking about it, I immediately like, oh, okay, great. The countryside, the the Baron von whatever in that house, and then he goes, and then we had some, uh, you know, Baltic porters. I'm like, wait, what? The Rick Steves drinking Baltic porters? This is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Get Rick Steves. And smoking weed too, by the way. I know. I saw. I've watched them all. (laughs) PBS. Now Mike's (laughs) interested. I'm Rick Steves. Easy, easy guy. Hi, how's it going? In 1844, (laughs) so Rick Steves goes to Boston, does the um, the, like the Paul Revere kind of uh, Boston Tea Party trail, and then instead of brings the history in, but then also ties in the local brewery that's around that area
1: now. I would, I could die a happy man if I were able to get Rick Steves to host my show, honestly. He's open.
3: He's not doing anything. And, and uh, <laughs>
1: right now, well, yeah, I, yeah, conser- considering the fact that we're all banned from the rest of the world right now, you're, you're actually right. And, um, but I mean, he's sitting in his like, home think think somewhere his show, in Georgia, right? he, he is the dorkiest guy ever, but like he appeals to everybody because yep. there's just something about what he does that's fascinating. And maybe it's the travel, maybe it's, his dorkiness, like, I don't know what it is exactly, but I'm, I'm kind of with you on that as far as, you know, he's, he's captivating, you know, way more than I am, that's for sure. So, uh, so we'll see what, like I said, I I think we have some options now, uh, especially in New England with, with so many great States uh, for beer. You know, I, I, I think in this COVID time, if we were to pull something off, we actually could probably do it. So that'll be nice. There are
3: several, uh, by the way, Instagram accounts with Rick Steves. One is called Rick Steves Europe, which is uh, yep. accredited by um, uh, Instagram. But then there's a, several that are not accredited by Instagram. Sure. Let's go yeah. down that path Posers. for a moment. Um, okay. One is called uh, Fuck Rick Steves. Oh, my God. which it's is not like Rick Steves porn or, or something, it, is it? I, I don't know, but there's a, a piece. Well, is there
0: an account for that?
3: Yeah. Well, wait, I'm getting to that. <laughs> then there's uh, Rick Steves' Oh Baby.
1: Now we're talking. That's, yep. That is interesting.
3: We have uh, Rick Steves' Adventures, which is has yeah. a, some skills. Mm-hmm. What kind of Rick, adventures? All sorts of ones. <laughs> and then Rick Steves' uh, Fans, which looks like he, he, they have him classified as a fashion model. So this is sure. fantastic. I like this one. I think I'm going to follow yeah. this one. But I, I think mean, you should. But someone like that. So we we interviewed um, uh, Matt Archambeau, who did a great uh, uh, series uh, for New York State. He uh, he's okay. under and on Instagram, he's called Beer Practice, and cool. he did I'll a great uh, thing with uh, Maya. They went around to New York State in five or whatever the five or six different regions in New York yep. State and interviewed a yep. brewery and talked to them and blah blah. blah. So uh, sure. Matt has uh, a. a a lot of great background. Uh, I would think if you want someone to be like the host, yeah, he yeah. is the guy. I'm telling you, he worked for Fifth Hammer Brewing Company in Queens. Nice. He has yeah. a lot of knowledge about the brewing community. Yep. You take him, you send him to wherever the hell you want to go, and yeah. he will come off like a, uh, like a gem on
1: screen. He is the
3: mm-hmm. modern-day Rick Steves.
1: I, we are, I would love to have the modern-day Rick Steves, that's for sure. There's, I, the, I, there's uh, the big pitch. Yeah, I like it. I I appreciate that. And you know, every every one of these that we do, you know, there's a you know, again, I'll cite Lee. Like, learned a lot from just listening to him, and mm-hmm. and just kind of, you know, I think part of what I do, especially with them, you know, as as we started doing the movie, uh, that's wicked annoying, by the way, what I'm doing with my hand there. So I'm going to stop doing that. <laughs> but um, the the way that we were able to even complete the movie is like relationship building. You know, we started with foolproof, and then you know, Nick put us in touch with Dave from Proclamation, and you know Mark Hellandrung from Gansett and stuff like that, and and so this whole journey is kind of like going wherever it is that it's going to go, and yeah. and so you know, if I talk to talk to Matt, like that's that's great. Like I'm telling, I, you, he has I, such I, knowledge. I'm always happy, and he's he's also
3: very exploratory. He loves finding out yep. the history. He lo- he has that, um, that you know excitement for new information. He wants to learn. Yeah, it's fa- it, and he's done it. It's well, fascinating that's to. He has it on his
1: resume already. Right. Exactly. So. Right. Right. Yep. That's exactly it. And, and, um, yeah, this whole experience is fascinating and I think that's what it's all about. You know, you guys just traveled up to, to check out Lee's place and, you know, I'm sure you talked to folks there and stuff like that. And, and it's just, um, it's just another way to travel, you know? And I think, I think that's an important thing and that doesn't get old ever. Um, so, uh, but I'll definitely by, reach out to him and, and, uh, Yeah. Introduce I'll myself. And by talking to yeah.
3: people, you mean, uh, walking along the sidewalk and, and yelling at a couple enjoying their dinner saying, how's everything <laughs> going tonight?
1: That depends on how many beers right. you've had, or, or maybe true. not. I suppose. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, that's exactly. That?
3: Yeah. Uh, I don't know who
1: did that. Was, that, <laughs> was that, you did that? But they were very cordial. They said
3: everything's great. Thanks You're That very guy market. was so happy. He was like, "Oh, thank you. Yeah, very good." So, he, wow. he was taken
1: aback. Honestly, people but, just want people just want human interaction nowadays. So yes. I think you could probably tell someone to go F themselves, and they'll give you a hug. So they're like, "Thank you well, so, well, so much for uh, talking." Different to me. times <laughs> now. The
4: brewer, the brewer Henry, that actually helped us brew the brew the beer at hopsters we actually were like all right bro look you really we don't think you're happy doing this you're, yeah you're, i'm still not convinced we were we no just i think had, he, he was like really like so happy to talk to us and we were yeah. like is this an act but he was like look i work in the other brewery where i walk in i go hello tank hello keg washer hello kegs and i don't talk to anybody right. for hours." So he goes, I really need it. I need to be a part of people's lives for a little bit. I'm like,
3: okay. (laughs) Yep. Makes sense. I don't
4: believe him.
1: I don't believe him. Steve, think think about what you just said, right? If if these breweries or or restaurants too, by the way, are able to survive, um, you know, for however long this lasts, like think about the the day after things normalize, how insanely packed these places will be, right? So it's like, you just have to help them survive there's, there's going to be like, it's uh, going to be straight up oral sex as far as on people... the bar
3: so much oral i would sex.
1: imagine that probably would would be would be the case
3: i mean i'm just just thinking I about i think the, that's right so just think about the dating scene right now cuz i had this this thought process right you're you're oh, you're God, single I'm rather not no no, no, no I, let, let, let's just we are single, single. No, none of us oh you're single none of <laughs> us no, none of us hey, what no, none of us are single so we're, we're, but let's go back <laughs> before, like, 10 to 15 years and say we're single. Go back a few years. How yeah, tough sure. would it be right now to get a date? Um, maybe not right this today, but like, like back that. in March, April, May, where yeah. you're just, you're trying to play the field. Yeah. And I'm going to say for a guy, it's probably a lot easier, but for a girl, mm. like you just, you need somebody like this. I always felt like yeah. there's more girls that need people than guys need.
4: People. I actually have friends that are single and they are all all going through this Hey, I'm trying to do the COVID thing, but I just met this guy. He seems really nice, but I'm trying to stay fucking six feet away from him. <laughs> how does that, how do you it do doesn't. anything then six feet apart? How does...
3: Yeah, that's they, tough. they end up huh. uh, just talking to each other on a blanket in a park six
1: feet away from each other. So, where'd
3: you grow yeah. up? So? Yeah, this is interesting.
1: Don't, don't do it. That's like a... That's like a Duggar sort of relationship, you know, and then uh, and then you you court each other uh, a few minutes later and you're married and have a bunch of kids. So, um, (laughs) yeah, I'm dating anymore. It's courting. You're right. Yeah. Court. Yeah. yeah. I I honestly hadn't heard. I heard that term like when we were reading like, you know, 14th century stuff uh, in high school. And then I hadn't heard it until my wife watches whatever the hell the show is. They had to rebrand it because the oldest one was like a diddler or whatever. But um, now it's counting on, I guess. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh and by the way, I by the way, I called that. I said I as soon as I saw that guy, one I was like, them, That I guy mean, is not what he says he is. And so, and I was right by the way. Don't they, I I mean, they have like thirty-seven
0: well, kids? Odds are one of them yeah. is uh, But
1: Pete, sucker. But Pete, the first one, he's the firstborn, and he's the one that was, you know, uh, abusing his sisters and so on and so oh. forth. And and then I'll add one more thing to this, by the way. They they had another show on TLC because that they love to do about um, the, hell with the Willis family, the Willis clan, and the dad, I said the same thing. I was like, that guy is a pedophile. And he ended up raping a 13-year-old and then fleeing to Kentucky from Tennessee. The cops arrested him, and he's serving 40 years. So I'm two for two as far as calling out TLC, you know, whatever. So you, mean, like or, a, or you got like a whatever, pedophile so. radio going on. Yeah. <laughs> so you a- Apparently I sand. do, at least for TLC. <laughs> Why don't you
3: try the cookies? The cookies are delicious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the username
0: well, yeah, or well, B
1: up. John? Yeah, have, have, a seat. Have, a seat. <laughs> have a seat. I'm Chris Matthews. Wait, is it Chris Matthews? Didn't no. didn't he, didn't uh Chris um oh Harvard, my god, what's his last Harvard, name No. no. no Chris no, Matthews not had to not go Chris. off
0: the air for diddling assistance
1: or something. Yes, so. I knew there was something there. Hold on. It's yeah, and also calling or... Bernie Sanders uh Vichy Vichy French. Oh uh, wow, so, yeah, that was uh, no, what? Uh, Chris? Uh, Jesus, uh, I can't think of his Is name now, but H? I know the guy. You're talking about. Is it H- not Chris God, Hayes? Not Chris. Chris... Um, God, I know. What you I I know who we'll you're talking about, but he got in trouble too. By the way, did you, you know? Yes, he was? did. Yes, yeah, he also he got had in trouble What, what was
0: too.
1: the name of that show? How to How Catch, Catch a Predator. To How to Catch a Predator. Yeah. Well, I really am enjoying this conversation. Chris, Chris Hanson. about <laughs> Chris Hansen, I knew his Chris name. Hansen, Yeah. Yeah. See. Hansen. Yeah, I was there. This is uh, you you guys can rebrand your podcast. Only
3: only one of the best, uh, you know, reality shows besides Cheaters. Cheaters was like the first. (laughs) first God, that
0: was so awful. Because it was in the 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 best way, but like, yeah, just how like that South Park episode, like where they go to the bottom of the ocean to try and raise the bar. Like that's that's what I picture with that show. Like it, like it. You, to get worse for humanity than that, like <laughs> yeah you got to really fucking dig for that and yeah. speaking of which I was just on worst beer blog yeah there's a patchwork bar oh no Uh yeah yeah you're that's oh, no. that's the appropriate yeah uh, here uh, we go no they have like uh you know you do like the boxes for the Super Bowl with the score yeah. oh no uh, New York versus Chicago uh for number of shootings over labor day weekend. Oh,
3: there no. we go. Oh, so classy. Lovely. That, so classy. That's not going to work out. And that's on Worst Beer Blog?
0: Well, of course it is. Well, of course oh, it's a <laughs> <The> bar and <sighs>
3: Hey, uh Dave, have yeah. any of the bars cuz we I I was reading to the guys on the way up uh to Boston. Uh how many bars each week or each weekend or so get closed yeah. down? Are you getting a lot of those from your state legislator telling you what bars are violating the, uh, protocols that have been set in place for COVID? Um,
1: no, no, not, uh, not from our state ledge. Um, the governor, uh, has been doing some updates and, and she, she hasn't named them specifically, but she, uh, you know, we had a, I guess it's an executive order that said that like at the bar area, you had to close down by 11. Then a bunch of restaurants got kind of pissed off about that. And again, it's a small state. And so, you know, she, I think she's done a good job by the way. of, gotten a uh, lot of credit for doing a very of, good job. Yeah, she's done a good hand hand job, hand. and 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 it's a, it's a tough situation to manage. Um, but no, we're not getting individual um, updates from bars that are sort of misbehaving. You know, every now and again on the news, they'll be like, oh, three restaurants in Rhode Island violated X, Y, and Z," and that's kind of how we're how we're getting our news. Um, <laughs> and this wasn't really the question. This wasn't really the question, but I will I will say, you know, uh, regarding the breweries across the board, the Brewers Association said. Yeah, this was back in March that like 40% of the breweries in the United States might close if things didn't yeah. get better quickly. Yeah. And That's probably conservative.
4: conservative. It's already started. Yeah. It's already
1: started. Yeah. And it's horrible. And again, I would lump restaurants in there because it's it's kind of the same experience. And it's like, we need to get through this thing as quick. And I'm not, by the way, advocating like just going out and saying, oh, screw it, whoever died, like right. Ivan Drago, you know, if he dies, he <laughs> dies. But like, I I, like I think that we we need to – Oh, I have Rocky characters hanging up all over my classroom, by the way. But like, we need to do it in a smart way. We need to we need to hey support boy. them as much as we can. Yeah. Hey boy. <laughs> so, <laughs> we need to get out of this thing, you know. We really do, or else, or else, you know. I don't. I don't want to live actually, in that, that world where there's we're fucked. You know, we yeah. we, we no, actually have City several, is, is never going to Several
4: breweries. Several on the, on on the island here that are actually just really holding on
1: already, which which yeah, is sad. You
0: know, for for some of the ones that we know that are in trouble, I'm I'm surprised it took this long. Mm
3: -hmm. True, because there were probably uh, missteps beforehand. They were in rough rough shape
0: prior, without
4: a global pandemic. And then there were some breweries that were so smart, they got out before anything happened. Um, Which
3: one is that, Steve? Can we cross (laughs) that off on the bingo card tonight? I Hmm. forget who that was. Someone brought
4: that up. I
3: don't oh, like Sure. That's uh, the
1: uh, so, uh, well. so, what did they, they They just, uh, you know, th- this, this, we didn't really cover sat- oversaturation in the movie, but like obviously people talk about it quite a bit. Was it, they just saw the writing on the wall and they were like, let's get out while the getting's good? Or, you know, well, did I'll, they, I'll, I'll give you the, you know, is it a conspiracy up? and they knew of a pandemic? <laughs> so the, well, no, no. Uh, St-
0: St- I think he knew. Uh, he seems like a shifty character, so
3: he's got his moments at times. Uh, uh, I'll keep oh, a low Steve, down. Is, is that you? Yeah, yeah it, it be
5: me. He, uh, uh, I'm
1: I'm did. pretty slow, you know, for being a, a teacher. I'm I'm a little bit slow in the uptake, but uh, yeah, like that—that's our true story. Like you, you had your brewery, and then you're just like, I'm out.
4: Uh, we actually we sold the brewery in February. Uh, another. Oh my company, god! A, a, a company from detroit picked it up the week prior to new york state shutting down
1: holy crap yeah. so what did you like uh, it, it, i you don't need to be honest with me if you don't want to but like <laughs> did you did uh, I, was it just time or did you sort of feel like it was uh, sort of uh, you know a what it was? Uh,
4: we, we were open for seven years and we, we had a really good following and we won like gabf awards and world yeah. Cup, and and so it wasn't like we were making shitty beer, um, but we were in a no bad York. area. We didn't have yeah. a good tasting room, and uh, every time we turned around, there was another brewery opening up.
1: Right, and, right,
4: uh, right. You know what? I was like, I'm, I'm not getting any younger, so uh, sure, let's, let's cut our losses uh, before it gets too late. And you yeah. know, we're really, really in yeah. debt, and um, and it just so happened, right. Yeah. As we did it right after that COVID took over and uh, wow. I couldn't even imagine trying to, what these guys are going through. Uh, yeah. This is so- the work
3: with Mike, Pete and Nostradamus. We're here on gubsradio.com <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, yeah, you- that's, uh, it, it. it is crazy to think about. So, so I'll cite once again, you know, probably the two most well-known breweries in Rhode Island of, of Tilted Barn and then Proclamation and, yeah. Uh, both of them aren't open yet. You know, they're open for, for, um, uh, really? year to go. Um, yeah, they're not open yet. You know, I think, uh, in both cases, um, you know, they have some employees that, that have some, you know, um, immunocompromised, that that's what you call it. And they just don't feel comfortable opening right now. And, um, but they also have struggled quite a bit and it's like, could you freaking imagine again, folks that, that know at least about proclamation, um, I could never imagine them closing. I mean, they're so, they're so important. They're so good. Oh yeah. And, and, national and, and like, at this point, so national, it, it you're happens. right. Exactly. And it's like, but if those guys are struggling, like think about people that aren't proclamation and what they're going through. Right. Like it must be again, a complete shit show. And mm-hmm. you know, the, 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 loans have, will only take you so far. And, and it's just like, you know, as Lee pointed out, what's he, what do he say? Is that like 20% of what he was doing? Like you can't survive on that. Yeah. And let me like, tell you,
4: when he was when he was saying that, I was
1: just like, "Holy shit!" I was still going yeah. on, right? Well,
3: because make like ten
1: thousand dollars a year if I was, <laughs> you know, like it's crazy. Yeah. You, you just you can't find do different
3: it. ways to try to still bring in money. I mean, fortunately for them, yeah. they have the restaurant. Rob and,
1: a bank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have nothing. Uh, <laughs> Always a viable outside.
3: option. I mean, he could, <laughs> they have a pretty big spot in the seaport. So if you sure. keep those tables rotating between the tables outside, right on the first floor by the the bar, and then up top where the brewing is, you can probably still, do
4: fine. Like right, he was, like he was saying, though, the amount that they were doing a week compared to what they can right. do now. Right, right. I mean, it's yeah, shredding it, water. It's keeping them open. Yeah, it's keeping them open and keeping yeah. his yep. employees. Uh, you know. Uh, getting paid, but you know he's he still has to make some type of profit off it just for his family alone, and and pays investors and absolutely. That's man. That's that's a tough nut to fucking, sw- goddamn swallow, man.
1: Right so and I, yeah, and I don't know what it looks like on the other on, on the other side. Like I don't know if they'll uh, you know obviously if breweries closed. Breweries will open once yep. this is you know so all said and done. But and actually, but it all depends happening. on
5: what the state.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. And but, but, you know, again, it's like, if you have a boatload of money, like you could just kind of buy all these brands up and then sort of, and that kind of sucks because you want, you want more people to own breweries because you want more people to have good paying jobs and all that. You don't want just some, I, with all due respect to Mitt Romney, just the first name that came to mind, like there you you go. Know, him buying yeah. up all the breweries and owning all of it, right Like, like seriously, that's not what you don't want. Rich people to just own all these microbreweries and then like make a bunch of. You want people that started them to be able to exist and provide for their families. At least I do. You know, maybe I'm a bleeding heart liberal dickhead, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I <And that>
0: certainly <laughs> sound like one. But.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do, right? I know. I I did I did have a uh, a specialty drink at my wedding called the Bernie Sanders. By the way, so there you go. But, uh, oh, although I wasn't. I, wa- I was not on the Bernie train in 2020. I thought there were better options out there. So, But in 2016, yeah. all in on Bernie.
5: So,
0: Were there we're there better options? There were not were better
3: options since, uh, in my opinion, Reagan.
1: I haven't hey, had a good
3: million, – I want, I want Millionaires
1: and billionaires. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, he's – I mean, honestly, at this point, uh, dead Reagan would probably be better than what we have now. There you go. <laughs> exactly.
3: I voted
0: for the guy who didn't know what Aleppo was. And I have
1: zero regrets. There nope. you go. Yeah, nope. and he, so. with a pres-
0: guy that has a poli sci background, I, I, I'm assuming you knew who that was.
1: Did Did you see that he um, he did an interview where they were talking about how uh, pot causes heart attacks, and he faked a heart attack at the interview? <laughs>
0: no.
1: Did you see? Yeah, I'll have to I send didn't, it to I did but you that's you classic, yeah,
0: classic yeah. Governor Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Wow.
1: I, I showed I, I showed my students that, and they were like dying laughing. I was like, "Is see what Gary Johnson just did?" And Um, maybe won them some votes, so but yeah, anyway, (laughs) I'm sure most people don't know what Aleppo is, but it's fair.
0: It was my favorite moment of the entire election season,
1: Uh, by far. Yeah, no it's uh, I'm not gonna go down politics today, I promise. Good, than Just mentioning Bernie.
4: We had fun, that was good. we, We almost get ourselves in trouble every friggin' uh, every two weeks. Every yeah, <laughs> you know what? You, anything, what else is then?
1: there though? I you, mean honestly. You guys are in New York and I'm in Rhode Island. None of our votes matter. So there's that Bingo.
3: <laughs> Bingo,
0: thank you. Thank you for saying that. I can't I can't vote in a fucking primary. Fair enough. <laughs> Even if I could vote in a primary, it wouldn't fucking matter because we're so late in the calendar. And my vote in the general election counts for dick.
1: That's right. Yeah. You're one of us. Uh, thank
0: you, Dave.
3: Four or five Support years. your mayoral
1: races. Yeah, there you go. So. But I, I can't tell my students that. They need to vote. So. Yes. Yeah, they need to get used okay. to it. So let's talk about beer again. Yeah,
4: yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, uh, you know what? I ask this every, every uh, you know, uh, radio show. Uh, all right, so what was the first beer that you could remember that really, like, you were like, wow, I really, yeah. I really did craft beer? What's your favorite yep. style? And what's the beat, what you go to right now.
1: Those are three awesome questions. Uh, so I, um, this is a true story by the way. I wasn't the hugest beer drinker um, until I actually turned of age. I did get absolutely blasted a couple times, uh, underage. And I think that probably deterred me from doing so. And then as I think I mentioned this earlier that I, uh, I played hockey, um, at the university of Rhode Island and, and I was like a goody two shoes and actually didn't party that much. (laughs) until I didn't play. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't play my senior year. And then obviously, that's when I was 21. So I started drinking and we were drinking like the shittiest stuff that you could imagine the bush lights and the Bud Lights, you know, playing beer pong and stuff like that. But I I remember, you know, I talked about the Oktoberfest earlier in the show. Uh, I remember like, right as like September, October rolled around, I would buy Sam Adams Boston Lager and Oktoberfest. And even at 21, I was like, this is better than the shit that like we drank to party. And so I would cite that. And then, and then like from that sort of like adulthood period, when I started teaching and then like, you know, into like 2012 ish, uh, my go-to is probably Sierra Nevada pale ale and probably uh, um, heavy seas loose cannon. Right. And I actually met Hugh Session. So, so so my, my uncle is actually uh, a brand manager for uh, McLaughlin and Moran, which is a huge distributor in Rhode Island. And, um, he had a dinner uh, about a year ago, and Hugh Sisson from, uh, from Heavy Seas was there, and awesome, awesome guy. And, like, I didn't know he knew about our movie, but he's like, how's the movie going? And I was like, holy shit, this guy's like, pr- a pretty big deal, and, and talked about our movie. So, but even before I knew him, I was a fan of, of Loose Cannon. So, again, Sam, um, Harpoon, Sierra, and, and probably Heavy Seas. And then, you know, once we started doing the movie – Becoming friends with these guys, you know, then you're starting to drink all the local stuff. To answer Steve's question, um, you know, I I I just drank two raw double IPAs um, during this during this time on on your show, um, and so I have, you know, like they made beers for our movie. Like, I mean, you have to drink those. And yes, you do. Those That's are pretty sweet. those are awesome, but. Um, yeah. Which is like, I'll never forget that. But, at, but at the same time, I think right now my palate is sort of moving towards like, I'd love to see uh, a resurgence of Pilsner's and things like that because I'm kind like of like, right yeah. Right. So yeah, actually, yeah. Um, uh, Six point is one of the ones that I, you know, if I don't buy Rhode Island, like I like crisp. their Pilsner quite a bit oh. and, and yep. The crisp the crisp is one of the ones that that I'll, I'll go to if, if that's a Pilsner that that's being offered. Um, and then, as far as like the the Rhode Island beer scene, um, you know, if there's a pilsner, I'll go for it. But I'll usually kind of buy a variety of stuff. Like I'm not I'm not huge into the stouts and the porters right now, but I'll rotate those in. Um, I think Proclamation again makes a great stout. It's called Bros. Um, yep, I've it, had it. That's awesome. And yeah, and like I think that's really killer. And uh, so I think there's Actually, a time and a place. I'm but,
3: pretty sure it was in our Tavor pack. Now that I'm thinking about it. I'm oh, nice, have it awesome. They distribute yeah, through and, a bunch of those uh, world oh, cool. that national, yeah uh, distribution companies online. Yeah,
1: bro, I think Bros is great, and um, and, and but and, and again, not a lot of people are making pilsners even still. So if I see one, I'll get one. But there's so many IPAs out there that I'll probably always grab one of those as well. As we kind of you know, as I, as I'm trying to support these guys. Because I don't you know if to. that answered your question at all, but
4: yeah, yeah I mean, no, I, you, you, I, you, you, I, it's close enough.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I do have
4: one thing though. You you mentioned Sam, and yeah. uh, I I have a story back when uh, probably about 2014. I was going okay. to a craft brewers conference. Yep. With my wife and I, and, and we get to go down a plane. And I'm like, holy shit! It's 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 Sam from freaking Sam Adams. He's getting on our plane. Oh my god! And and we're we're going. You know, we're going to the convention. And he's literally, like, five rows for me. And I, through the whole flight, yeah. I keep my wife.
3: Did you reach around to If the guy, to next, if the the guy next to him, him
4: gets up, I am taking his spot, and I'm going to sit there the rest of the fucking flight. I don't care. Did you
3: Why smell his seat on the way out? Um, I, like I, I,
4: I kind of brushed up against <laughs> him, and I sniffed my fingers. And there you go. I think you just have to, like, bum rush him from behind. Just, like, give him a <laughs> hug. He probably wouldn't care. No. In but what's like, cooler you. than that, on the same flight, was Dee Snyder from Trista's Sister. <laughs> ah. So, which one do you two. pick, right? Like, yeah. yeah like, which one, which one? If this plane goes down, three of <laughs> the most important <laughs> people yeah. around. Wait, two of the most important people around. <laughs> yeah.
3: Problem is, your name wouldn't it's, appear anywhere close to the top of no. the list on, <laughs> on, on the <laughs> flight list. That's awesome. <laughs> but So many other people.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about. About like you know, with Jim Cook, like you you have to just you know again. I if we end up doing something in Massachusetts, like I couldn't live with myself if we didn't try to actually access him and talk to him. Like, oh, how could definitely. you not? You would you be doing a disservice if you if you didn't. And like for as much as you know, we want the stuff that rips our faces off and the pillowy mouthfeel and stuff like that. Like every now and again, I'll go back to the classics, and you know from. As far as the – my wife just walked in and she's giving yeah, me we saw her. and telling me to – Yeah. She's, doing she's like, wrap you.
3: it so up, wrap
1: it up. It's, no stretching, no stretching.
3: Um, no
1: Well, you know what? If I could have gone upstairs, you know, then 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 I could continue this. But, I can uh, speak freely um, around here. This yeah. house
3: is holding me back.
1: <laughs> I could go outside, basement. but it's yeah, I know. <laughs> Perfect, right? It might be – so uh yeah but i will I'll finish with with saying this that like you know there's so many new Englands out there now that like I've started to kind of go back to the West coast you know and have a little bit of more yeah. of a bitter a bitter style and and I'm kinda yeah. into that now as well, so yeah i love uh, I,
3: that's one of my favorites it's a good piney t- yep. dank west coast like
1: stone or something like that yeah. you know is is one of the ones that i'll go Pliny, to as well. the elder mm, yeah that is the well. Russian river there you go <sighs> Dave so, uh. uh
3: this has been awesome. Uh, we I want like to have you on my, again, and what? I want to I, I want to like just cut, connect you to everybody. Right <laughs> no, no. Well, I mean, I, think, I, don't, I don't want your wife to beat you yeah, in well, front of the camera.
1: <laughs> she won't. She won't do it in front of the camera, guys. Uh, but as soon as it's off. So. All just right, so we got to keep it.
3: keep him on as long as you can. <laughs> We're saving his life. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, Dave, yeah, no, I, I'd love. I want you to get your your plugs in. I want you to tell us wherever everyone can find it, um, and and get it and watch it because it really is awesome if you even watch the trailer i think you had it yeah. up on youtube um, Yeah, it really just hooks you in the minute you see. Thank if you're you. a craft beer drinker so uh give us the big plug
1: yeah we're we're thank you for saying that and um you know you can see i actually changed my name on the uh on the zoom to uh at that craft beer movie which is our uh instagram handle and we're trying to build up that the reason we're trying to build that up is because you know we're going to have some some news coming pretty soon cool. regarding what what's in store next and um but for folks that want to check it out, you know, I know we're on the East coast and so there's, you know, Comcast and Verizon Fios and Cox, uh, Cox and Amazon prime. Yeah. But, uh, if people, if people want to, want to see what's available, uh, across the country, they can go on, um, the dot and there's a full, uh, menu of, of the viewing options out there, which again, are, there's about 15 platforms. Yeah. And, um, uh, but you know, everyone's got Amazon. So I probably would direct them to Amazon prime, the craft Rhode Island. And, uh, it's just the beginning, guys. So you know, Rhode Island's a small state. I think we're, I think we're onto something. And um, you know, rest assured, there'll be some some other material coming out as well. Awesome.
3: Are we want to uh, really thank you for coming on and spending the time with us tonight. Yeah, it's fun.
1: Uh, yeah, fuck yeah! I don't course. usually talk about Nintendo and uh, and pedophiles, so it's uh, <laughs> a wide variety it's, of topics. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. Let Everything
0: going, from yeah. pedophiles to the to the tools pedophile <laughs> use to lure their victims.
1: Yes. That's right. Which and we didn't even, an we didn't political talk,
0: candidates, all that's them even, on the word. We didn't
1: even talk about uh white windowless vans either. It's so, <laughs> oh, my, no, no, no. <laughs> my favorite. So, my favorite. Yeah. you look like so. a big girl, do you?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> She's uh, a great big fat person. You're yeah. very, 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 very. <laughs> I like that we all get the references too. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh,
3: the uh, the the craft Rhode Island, check them out. It definitely on Amazon and then anywhere else go to craft. Uh, would you say craft.com?
1: craft, Yeah. Yeah. Perfect.
3: Check it out. Uh, lots of good information there, especially if you're taking a, a field trip or a weekend visit or a uh, week long visit, yep. stop through Rhode Island and, and you're to get some background information. And uh, get to see a little bit of the inside and the the, the stuff that's going on. So, uh, yeah, and especially Dave, a just
4: a, a craft beer lover, you know, yep. just to see oh, yeah. what's going down. I appreciate uh, it, guys.
3: We really want to thank Lee for coming on. He had to go walk his dog and, and change diapers, I guess, or something. Yeah. But he, he was awesome. And we're going to see him in a few weeks when we go pick up our beer. Yep. And uh, right. for all the people that are still listening and still watching and will be listening to the podcast, we will be releasing this beer in a golden ticket type of event, just to let everybody know. So we're planning a date. We're going to invite only a couple of people, uh, really close listeners of the show.
0: Please tell me we're making a chocolate bar to slip the
3: golden ticket. No, no, no. Oh, we're not mailing it. that shit out. Fuck that. God I don't have the it. budget. No budget. Zero budget. Fuck we're going to be never a budget. social media post to, and DM to people. Uh, exclusive invitation only to taste the uh, two brews that we did. If you haven't caught it, we are doing an Oktoberfest. and then we did an American Wheat with both Mosaic and Citra. Dry uh, hopping, hopped up American. Dry wheat. hopping. Uh, the best part I look to forward
0: me. to all of the uh, the negative feedback. Thanks. Yes.
4: Now the best part was when I told Henry, who is uh, helping us brew, I said, "Yeah, hey man, here's the here's what we have: ten ounces of Citra, ten ounces of Mosaic." Yeah. And he looked at me with with the look of that's a lot of hops. And I'm like, go big or go home, brother. Yeah, like, there you go. They no more. <laughs> right. so- I think we
3: caught that on camera too. It's probably up on our Instagram, IGTV. So check that out. There'll be a couple more videos released on that series. Um, cause I got my gimbal and my iPhone 11 pro max. Nice. So now I'm doing some film shit, Dave. Uh, there you
4: go. Oh, who needs a red
3: camera? The table
4: was really limp though to begin with, though. All right. Relax. <laughs> I mean, really. Relax. <laughs> a couple
3: Red Bulls and a Cialis, and I was good to <laughs> <it>. go. But <laughs> oh, uh, really appreciate uh Hopsters uh for having us and, and and hosting us and coming in and being great sports and everyone's awesome over there. So check them out. Hopsters at the Seaport in Massachusetts, Boston, Boston. And, uh, of course, Dave Massive. and, uh, the craft Road. on. I really appreciate everyone, man. This is, yeah. this has been Thanks one out, Dave. fun it, fucking yeah, show. It's I'll it's tell you. Fun. That. I'm
1: happy to, happy to meet you guys. And, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to come back on, uh, when we have some more news for you.
3: Yeah, oh, absolutely. Definitely. Hell yeah. And, uh, cool. actually I got to hook you up with, uh, our buddies over at the, uh, beers, balls and business podcast. Uh, they really do well with you. Um, cool. cool. They're based out of Rhode Island. Uh, one of the guys, Will, is from here, on Long Island, and he moves Those up fuckers there. fuckers
1: haven't and, reached out to us yet. So. I will.
3: I'll put you in touch. They may not know the deal. you are wrong, <laughs> I be right Dave. Yeah, right. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Steve, uh, any last words before we get out of here?
4: Um, yeah, actually, uh, anybody that knows Noble Savage Brewing uh, over in Glade Cove, they're doing a GoFundMe. Um, <laughs> these guys could really use uh, a little bit of our help. Uh, we don't want to really lose any of our breweries from yep. Long Island. And these guys are, you know, they're, they're, they're great over there. Uh, make some really awesome beers. Um, so go oh, do have a bee, whatever Whatever you can give them uh, to help them out, keep them going. Until uh, <laughs> they get back on their feet, uh, mm-hmm. we'll definitely be well, well appreciated by them. Uh, again, man, we got to keep uh, our Long Island uh, boys going. Uh, that make some really good beer.
3: Keep the scene strong absolutely pete
0: don't forget to have your pets spayed or neutered this is the
3: work with mike pete and steve GovsRadio.com. thanks for everyone for listening we out well that's two hours of your life that you'll never get back are you kidding me please hang up and try again this has been the words on govs radio
5: i hope you're drunk enough